Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. <laughs> Bitch, you got coronavirus. Out here in the fields, I fought for my meals. I want you guys to see what is happening. 80% of the artists that y'all following right now feel like I feel about the vaccine and are too afraid to speak on it. If they assassinate me and assassinate my character and make me look crazy or stupid, I don't need to be Guess what? No one else will ever ask questions again. We offered a call with Nicki Minaj to answer questions she had about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. Our hope is that anyone who has a big platform is going to project accurate information. I doubt it. You are fake news. No one cares! Very fake news. You are a threat. <laughs> I will eat your ass! I'll do it! That was four days ago, five days ago. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. So congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Is it possible that Nicki Minaj will save the country? Is it possible that Nicki Minaj will forge the unlikely alliance that you had forecasted between hip-hop enthusiasts and rural rednecks to defeat the yeah. encroaching tyranny. That's what I called them. <laughs> is it is Nicki Minaj the hero that we've been waiting for? I never expected to do a, a Nicki Minaj tribute or appreciation episode, but here yeah, we here are. Here we are. So we'll talk about all of that. Plus, uh, the much hyped and supposedly threatening justice for January 6th, January 6th rally over the weekend turns out to be a dud with far more police and journalists than actual participants. And one of the few arrests that happened was Capitol Police arresting an undercover or otherwise ununiformed police officer <laughs> carrying a firearm, but having his badge with him. Perfect microcosm of... The status of retards. federal law enforcement. At the I love moment. how he's like, don't blow my cover. Man. <laughs> he's looking for my badge. And everybody, all the all the police officers, whether they're feds or that guy, they're all the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other saying, I have no idea who he is. Yeah. The um, the border continues to be a nightmare, particularly in Del Rio, Texas, where something like 15,000 mostly Haitian migrants have formed a camp under a bridge. And after a lot of political pressure, Joe Biden and company say they are deporting those Haitians on uh, flights back to Haiti, but it is rumored. <laughs> <That> sucks. <laughs> yeah, 
It's, it sucks to walk all that way and get sent straight back to Haiti. Mm. Yeah. Although. Oh, they, no, it, it sucks. Yeah, the, the, that does. It, Haiti, Haiti's just the worst. Well, there, but there's. There's got to be some water travel too, right? The, the, this this method of traveling—you walk up, you know, th- through Mexico and across the dam in Del Rio, but the the there's some sort of method of trans- transport from Haiti to North American mainland. Surely, yeah. Anyway, we'll go through that. Uh, and New York's vaccine requirement takes effect and produces exactly the effect that it was forecasted to, which is racial minorities getting kicked out of businesses and conflict is resulting. Uh, plus, before we get out of here, our friend Matt Palumbo from BonginoReport.com has a new book on George Soros. So he stopped by to talk to me about it for a minute. And uh, before we finish up, Hoax Hate and the movie review tonight is in Bruges. So stick around for that. And we will check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo, and DLive. In between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. Lowdown money grabbers, of course. We'll take as many as we can until 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So get them in early if you'd like them read, please, and thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And don't forget, the show store is up and running. We have t-shirts. We have mugs. We have hats. We have it all, plus we have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is a uh, is one that's new to us, and I'm happy to have them on board. That's our friends at Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters. Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters was founded by veterans to serve America's heroes. Every sale puts veterans to work and funds Freedom Hill Farm and Folk School in northern Michigan, where vets and first responders share peace and purpose through craft and recreation. Freedom Hill Coffee is available in both grounds and single serving pods in a variety of roasts and flavors using promo code Matt10. You can get 10% off all Freedom Hill products with the exception of subscriptions, support small business, support veteran charity and jobs, support listeners of this show. And of course, support yourself with great coffee from Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters. Promo code Matt10 gets you 10% off at checkout. You can find everything from Freedom Hill plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners, for listeners. We also had a meetup down uh, in Atlanta. Sure did. And it looks an awful lot like the Texas meeting, or the meetup that we featured last week, although there doesn't appear to be any ATF representation <laughs> at this one. So I, I'm forced to disavow, but I'm sure all federal, <laughs> state, and local firearms laws were followed to the T. Anyway, glad to see you guys uh, having a good meetup down in uh, Atlanta. Yep, looks fun. And uh, if you'd like to meet listeners of the show in your area, uh, you can find them over on the website, community page of the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash community, and you can network there and uh, send us a picture if you do have a meetup like this. And I have an exciting announcement and congratulations to deliver. You may know uh, the amazing voice of our weekly movie review segment intro. That's the listener Batman, who frequently calls in on the Wednesday call-in show as well. Well, this week, Batman informed me. It was through email. I wish it was by a proper vocal <laughs> announcement, but it was through email that he is engaged And I bring this announcement to you, not just to celebrate that fact, but to let you know that he met his lovely fiance through the dating page that was created on the website. So 
congratulations to Batman and Catwoman or whatever her name may be. And uh, I also say congratulations to the show's community because the the dating page was purely a creation of the community. You and I had yeah. nothing to do with we did not no. with creating that. It was just an idea that was brought to our attention. So we facilitated it and we linked it. But other than that, we kind of let the community um, design that the way that they wanted it to be run. And so this engagement is not just a major moment for Batman and Catwoman. It's an achievement for this show's community. The show is now responsible for several marriages, including my own. So. Ah, crazy. We are making uh, happiness and memories and, um, and, and lifetimes around here. So thanks for being a part of that. You, you tell me you have a brief story on antibodies. What's that about? I do. I mean, I haven't gotten my results in yet, so it remains to be seen what's going to happen. I don't think any of the people involved in this story are going to be mad that I'm telling it, but my dad got coronavirus and um, it was all, it was obvious that we all had coronavirus. This was back in April. So we're like, dad, you're head of the household. You go get tested. So only you are in some government file. So of Mm. course he tested positive and then we all were like, okay, well, this is what we all have. So nobody else get tested. And then I infected my brother and my brother's uh, whole family. I infected my baby and my mom had it. And so recently we're like, well, let's get this antibody test because maybe in future it will protect us against the vaccine mandate. So all of us have gotten the um, antibody test. Mine is still pending. Uh, My dad's positive. My mom's negative. My brother and his whole family negative. Hmm. And you, you said you're awaiting your results. Yours is unknown. I'm awaiting my results. Yeah, okay. mine's unknown. Now, mine, I, I bet mine's going to be negative. And we all had it. We were sick as shit. I lost my sense of taste and smell for six weeks. It still isn't back properly. Um, classic coronavirus um, symptoms. I, I'm positive that it is what we had. It was just textbook. Um, but I believe that they have lowered the threshold for the PCR test and then increase the threshold for the antibody test so that people can't hmm. have future protection Did, against the vaccine. Didn't Steven Crowder recently have a very similar story? He was saying he was I sick among people who were positive, but was he was not testing positive. That was for the active virus, I believe, not for antibodies. But Something funky is going on here. And I think that they, my dad got the positive antibody test because he couldn't be lied to because he had had the positive PCR test. Hmm. All right. Well, what about uh, what about Isn't your that weird? What about your foot in mouth disease? Is that it's is that taken up. care of? All right. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen the skin that came off of my toe the other day. It was horrific. Put it in it a jar. Horrific. Put it right next to the severed toe. It's got I, a spot I on the have. shelf. I could have. It was huh? disgusting. Uh, I'm always sick now. You you have a kid and you're like, oh, I'm so healthy. Look at a mother earth. Blah, blah, blah. And now every day I wake up with some new ailment. Disgusting. Hmm. It would all be uh, much better if you. You know, simply uh, cured everything with that shot. If you took a trip down, I know you you would never complain about such things again. Mm-mm. All right. Any anything else in the story before we talk a little news? No, I mean, uh, I just think that there's something funky going on hmm. here, and uh, I'd like to know what it is. If if anybody have a sim- has a similar story, please let me know because this was just in April. We should all still have antibodies, and if maybe one of us had a false negative, I would understand. But all of us having a false negative and my mom was living you know li- lives with my dad there's just no way she was coincidentally sick with something else yeah there's no way yeah. very odd i don't know i've never uh, tested for antibodies myself so i don't know what to expect but mm. 
Anyway, um, unsurprisingly, Gavin Newsom successfully defeated the recall effort against him in uh, Tuesday's recall election. As it stands now, about 84% of the vote is in, and it wasn't close. 63% of uh, votes were in favor of keeping Gavin as governor, 37% of the vote uh, voting to recall him. Among the votes for recall, though, Larry Elder had a pretty good performance. Uh, He almost received a majority of the vote of those voting to recall among several dozen candidates. That's that's pretty solid. Forty seven percent. But it appears that California loves what they're getting. And in fact, they want more. Uh, If you look at some of the exit polling, specifically on coronavirus policies, which that was really the justification behind a lot of the recall momentum was what that guy has done to the economy, not just as a matter of principle, shutting down people's businesses, but his specific hypocrisy and going to the French laundry and, and all of that. Still, um, according to uh, the CNN exit polling, 47% of respondents say that his coronavirus response is about right. And 18%, almost a fifth of voters say he was not strict enough. Oh my God. Ugh. Only 30% overall say he went too far. So, I'm not alleging that um, fortification was a deciding factor in this race. It does appear that plenty of Californians love what they're getting and they do want more. But there were some notable pieces of potential fortification that are that are worth discussing, at least. Um, First of all. The uh, the late Ashley Babbitt uh, received (laughs) she she received three ballots at her house, one for Ashley and two for people who don't even live at Ashley's house. Great. Ashley, of course, was killed by police after uh, Capitol Police after my Capitol Police officer, rather Michael Byrd on January 6th. But um, I I assume that probably did not prevent her from voting for Gavin at least five times in the the, uh, recall election. Kidding, of course, Susan. But CNN uh, viewers also noticed a strange occurrence when CNN's live tally of the votes updated and dropped some 400,000 votes to remove Gavin. But as of right now, if I were Governor Newsom, I would be feeling... 2.25. Two, uh, I would be number one, you're going to complete your term. And number two, a Governor Newsom made this campaign in the end. Newsom number stays anywhere close to that. Uh, 1.874. Where did they go? 400,000 votes just disappeared. Is it so, just a lower third on CNN? Yeah. So what you saw was the vote for recall drop from about two and a quarter million to about 1.8 million uh, as it updated. Officially, this was just human error. Uh, the fact checkers say that Edison Research, the polling firm that provides election data to CNN, said a data reporting error by one of its staffers caused false vote totals to briefly appear on a live CNN broadcast. The error was fixed within two minutes. And that's why you saw what you saw. CNN declined a request for comment. In any case, whether that Whatever. was some, whether that was human error, whether that was uh, the fortification at play, you <laughs> this it's hard to believe that this is uh, anything but planned that this is pure coincidence that as soon as the recall is over, L.A. County jumps right on board with um, the, their peers in San Francisco and Bill de Blasio and says, yeah, we're doing a vaccine mandate at bars, nightclubs, breweries and wineries. As soon as you keep Gavin in there, it's the green light for them to get exactly the sort of policies that California is content to vote for, which is uh, increasingly authoritarian control of your life. So enjoy. Cool. It's what um, they want. Larry Elder's controlled opposition anyway. This is never going anywhere. It it was unlikely, but I would have loved the show. And uh, 
Yeah, but I'm sick of this kind of stuff happening where people are like, oh, maybe by using the system, I can actually get things under control in my state of California. <laughs> California is definitely a lost cause by now. It's so fucking stupid. It's like if you haven't given up and moved on right now, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to vote and, for Larry Elder in the regal election. And to all the Californians who inevitably flee to states like ours after they continue to ruin California, just remember why you fled and uh, what destroyed the state that you fled. Because we'll uh, burn your house down if we find out that you vote Democratic. De- defensively. De- I saw a whole, my, my, my parents were looking through a magazine. It was this whole profile on a local magazine about how Glenn Close lives in Bozeman now. And she's bringing like Ooh. 50 of her family members from L.A. here. Oh, no. All to vote Democrat, all to fund Democrats, all to how drive up housing costs. How many adopted African children does she have? Let me see. I have no idea. But uh, hey, speaking of. I don't know. Is that that's that? I don't know. That that's a whatever. Tell me about Mohammed Speaking Noor. of, oh, that that's a pretty good transition. He's yeah. Somali, right? Well, um, he's, he's I couldn't he's, believe this. Yeah, his uh, his um, conviction has been vacated. The guy who killed Justine Damon. Yes, uh, totally vacated by. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, he was responding to a nine one one call from Justine. She wasn't engaged, but we've been calling her Justine Damon incorrectly. Her last name is is Ruschek, I think. Huh. Okay. Um. So she thought she's she, there was some kind of sexual assault going on, and so she called nine one one, and she was waiting in the alleyway, and this stupid fucking Somali retard just reached over his partner and uh, just like wasted her, killed her, and um, he was charged with third degree murder uh, i think he was spending he was going to spend 12 years in jail he's been in jail for 28 months and then this week they vacated the charges they said there was insufficient evidence to sustain the conviction and ordered that he be sentenced on his conviction for second degree manslaughter which is of course a lesser charge hmm. um they the, the supreme court explained this they said a person's mental state must show a generalized indifference to human life which cannot exist when the defendant's conduct is directed with particularity at the person who was killed. I don't know how that makes any sense. Uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of legalese there, but they're they're speaking to the intent of the crime, right? But but also the it, particular to a single victim, they are saying that 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 there's no proven generalized indifference to human life because it was a targeted crime. Oh, okay, I see. Which is retarded but whatever um for third degree murder also known as depraved mind murder yeah um yeah so they ruled that there was insufficient evidence to sustain this condition conviction for depraved mind murder because justine was a single victim yeah um and this is going to piss everybody off in a statement nor's lawyers and his family praised the decision quote they have had a long journey now fairness has been delivered to a person who is a devote who is devoted to his community um, <laughs> okay. with hardship comes ease. Okay. And then yeah. th- there are a lot of um, potential in theory, potential implications for Chauvin, because of course, Derek Chauvin was similarly convicted of killing a specific person um, in, in, under this depraved mind standard indifference toward human life. Yeah. It's, it's not going to matter. Um, they but well also his was uh it's in jeopardy for the same reason because he was targeted for a single individual but it's the reversal is not going to happen because he has these other sentences he's he's sentenced on other more serious charges yeah. 
Uh, so it's, it's of course not going to make a difference because if you're a Somalian, you want to blow away some, some white chick, it's totally fine. But if you're a white guy that's going to defend yourself against a fentanyl crazed black dude, then, you know, away for life. So yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not hopeful this is going to change anything for Chauvin. Well, and speaking of away for life, it is also, I believe it's still in process, but it was rumored or reported that the feds were negotiating a plea deal with Chauvin to give him a little more leniency on pending federal charges violating the constitutional rights of George Floyd. And the the terms of that plea deal were believed to be that Derek Chauvin would agree not to appeal his Minnesota convictions. So, How can so, we even do that? We did talk about the legality of that in a, in a previous episode, but... Have you ever heard of that happening before? Well, there's all kinds of terms to plea deals. I'm not a legal expert, but, you know, if he voluntarily signs that that paper and says, I agree to do these terms in exchange for this legal treatment. Sure. But we we shall see. I don't think anything's going to change for Derek Chauvin. He's going to be in one prison or another for a long, long time, if not basically forever uh, until he I dies, at least. I just heard my dog wipe out my kid. Let me type in this <laughs> All right. Quick. Well, you check on that. I will update quickly because this, <laughs> we have to get to Nicki Minaj. But before we oh, do, yeah. you know, there's kind of important news about the top military official in the country allegedly committing treason. But we'll we'll get through that quickly. <laughs> uh, MBD. According to excerpts released from Bob Woodward's new book on October 3rd, just to give you a recap, people are probably generally familiar, but. Um, to sort of update where this story stands, Bob Woodward is releasing this new book and, and excerpts of it uh, claim to quote General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of, Chiefs of Staff, uh, having a, a multiple phone calls with uh, his Chinese counterpart, uh, General uh, General Lee, and pledging, among other things, that the U.S. would not attack China. So on October 30th of last year, Milley allegedly said on a phone call, Quote, I want to assure you, General Lee in China, that the American government is stable and everything is going to be OK. We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. On the same call, Millie is alleged to have said, General Lee, you and I have known each other for five years. If we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. In a second call in early January, after January 6th, Millie assured General Lee that, quote, we are 100 percent steady, being the U.S. and the U.S. government. Everything's fine. But democracy can be sloppy sometimes. On the same day, Millie spoke to Nancy Pelosi, who said Trump is crazy. You know he's crazy. He's been crazy for some time. So you don't um, so don't say you don't know what his state of mind is. General Milley said, Madam Speaker, I agree with you on everything. And it's one thing, of course, to communicate with foreign leaders or to try to quell the worries of foreign leaders with the president's blessings, especially. But as presented, this would appear to be our top military official pledging to an enemy that he will warn them no matter what the president, the commander in chief, decides or commands. It should be noted that as the president's top military advisor, Milley was not in the chain of command here, uh, but he talked about making decisions anyway. So betraying the chain of command uh, in service to a foreign power could certainly fit the constitutional definition of treason, aiding and abetting the enemy. But you decide. Really? Uh, and and it, it is a secondhand account. Um, Bob Woodward has had some questions and controversies about his presentations and claims in the past. But General Milley is not denying the content of the conversation. 
Um, a statement from Millie says, quote, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs regularly communicates with the chiefs of defense across the world, including China and Russia. These conversations remain vital to improving mutual understanding of U.S. national security interests, reducing tensions, providing clarity and avoiding un- avoiding unintended consequences or conflict. But of course, the controversy is not simply that he talked to a foreign power. It's under what circumstances and about what and around home but uh this will probably uh, we're not going to hear any more about this this is going to disappear of and course not, get memory right? hold like all the other glaring legal issues that uh, just get ignored how depressing and will anything happen for <laughs> we, we've talked about this for weeks now so we don't need to update necessarily on all the facts but the pentagon is now the, the update is the pentagon is now openly admitting yeah we murdered a family in afghanistan uh yeah um yeah. i i don't I think their admission is inexplicable here. I could not figure out for the life of me why they didn't just uh, shut up like and, and, and bury it. I mean, the New York Times expose was uh, an obvious indictment. It was obvious what they had done, but they could have just continued saying this guy was Isaac ISIS K. Why didn't they do that? And they did that in the other uh, drone attack, the one that happened, the first one that happened just prior. They said, yeah, it was two two ISIS-K militants that we killed. Really? Who? Uh, don't worry. Yeah. They were terrorists. Right. And then uh, the Pentagon, like two days after this drone, this drone strike, they were saying that he was affiliated with ISIS-K. It was still justified. And this was after the, the New York Times had blown blown their cover. So I really don't know what happened over the last week that caused them to come out and be like, oh, yeah, uh, all civilians. Anyway, so U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd J. Austin apologizes for the drone strike that killed 10 Afghan civilians on August 29th, and this is his statement. The investigation concluded that the strike, uh, uh, internal investigation, I assume, um, conducted to prevent what was believed to be an imminent threat to the airport resulted in the deaths of, uh, of as many as 10 people, including up to seven children, um, and they were all young children. On behalf of the men and women of the Department of Defense, I offer my deepest condolences to surviving family members of those who were killed. Uh, We know now there was no connection between Mr. Ahmadi and ISIS-K, that his activities on that day were completely harmless and not at all related to the imminent threat we believed we faced, and that Mr. Ahmadi was just as innocent a victim as were the others tragically killed. We apologize, and we will endeavor to learn from this horrible mistake. Hmm. Joe Biden issued his own separate statement on the matter. That was four days ago, five days ago. Completely understandable in that context. (laughs) God. Should have gone with that explanation from the start. Oh, grim. Um, Before we get to Nicki Minaj, I want to talk about the the weekend's justice for January 6th rally. Uh, Because the event was hyped all week. The Capitol fence went back up. At least temporarily. I think they're going to take it down tomorrow. Uh, Capitol Police pulled in help from uh, help and additional personnel from external law enforcement, plus support from the Defense uh, Department and the National Guard. And this was advertised as insurrection too. basically all the gangs back together and they're all coming back to storm the Capitol once again. When this justice for January 6th rally uh, happened yesterday and it was by all accounts a complete dud. There were way more police and journalists there than actual participants. According to one description, the event lasted about 30 minutes and only about 100 people attended, but there were some 200 journalists and hundreds more cops in riot gear. And that's even if you believe that the people who were there, the attendees, were legit. This photo circulated 
uh, all over the weekend claiming to show attendees and not, you know, a federal informant and undercover agent convention. (laughs) All of them wearing the exact same fashion, all of them with the same haircuts and the same Ray-Bans. How do you do, fellow insurrectionists? (laughs) Say, does anyone have a short rifle barrel I could borrow? I'm missing mine. I mean, my God. And as if this scene isn't a perfect representation of what is assuredly a a Fed convention, uh, there was this uh, particular video clip from the event uh, where apparently uh, the Capitol Police became aware of a guy who was carrying a gun. And they start to question and pat down this guy. And as they are checking him, they find that this guy has a badge and they ask him if he's undercover, and then they escort this man away from the event. Here's a 100. We have the individual stop. You guys, you guys just give us a little space, all right? Give us a little bit of space. Give us a little bit of space, are you on the cover? I'm part of the event. I'm just here. What's your name? Right, give me a diamond this way. Copy. I, are you undercover? I don't know. I'm just here. That's what they're saying. Then they're escorting got, him out of there. I got, and by the way, as I'm watching this clip, who is this giant tub I see walking beside <laughs> them? Who the hell is that? This gigant, gigantic waddling blob. Now, longtime listeners of this show will remember that is Daryl Lamont Jenkins. Daryl Lamont Jenkins, of course, stalked Blonde and uh, and me personally around the Republican National Convention in Cleveland in 2016, calling us, among other things, white supremacists. And at the end of the encounter that I had with him, he threatened to ruin my life, whatever that means. Interestingly enough, the image you see on your screen is from my phone in his face asking him what he means when he says that he's going to ruin my life. And of all the uh, of all the feathers in the cap that is my career, I would say getting credited for the image on the article leftist activist gets kicked out of a food court, but not before showing porn to a reporter. That's that's my career highlight. Maybe it doesn't matter what happens with the rest of your life. That's it. Maybe a hit piece will replace that on the mantle. But getting credited with Daryl Lamont Jenkins, stupid, fat, screaming face on the story about him accidentally showing porn to reporters. That is the height of my heights. And if you don't remember this story, that was Daryl Lamont Jenkins calling a press conference at a food court, because of course he would, to reveal information about James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, except for when he shows reporters his iPad, it had white women pornography on it (laughs) no surprise there that's daryl lamont jenkins and as we whenever there's a daryl sighting and people email me i always respond i i can't believe he's still alive good for him we thought we he had three years tops like five or six years ago we were talking before the show he looks skinnier on top but fatter on the bottom like the fat from his top just like like a candle melting or something. He needs yeah. to spend time in one of those devices that puts his feet up in the air. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like weight <laughs> gathering at the bottom of an actual sack. That is what <laughs> we're talking about. Oh, Daryl. No, He's fuck Daryl. No, kind of I have no sympathy little, for that I asshole. Trust it, just a little endearing. No, fuck Daryl. He's got nothing going for him. He can't see <laughs> his dick. Come on, just throw him a bone. <sighs> anyway. 
He has chosen the most sexually attractive group of women to fetishize, though. A fair, a fair. Uh, good for him. Back, back to the story, because I, I really didn't mean to turn this into a rip on Daryl segment. It's just when I see him, I it's have so to easy. take a trip down memory lane. But back to the story of that guy getting uh, patted down and 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 escorted out. It's just a perfect as as this uh, one tweet summarizes. This is just a perfect microcosm of the entire event. Undercover cop stopped by riot cops surrounded by journalists asking what happened. Nothing happened. That's what happened. Nothing. You guys invented this entire show yourselves. Capitol Police say it's not clear why this armed man was at the rally. Um, This ununiformed officer was one of four arrests on the day. One was for carrying a knife. And earlier in the day, two people were arrested on felony warrants out of Texas. One was for possession of a firearm. Another was for a probation violation. It's not yet clear who exactly this ununiformed police off, uh, policeman is, but he did have a badge. Possibilities, I suppose, include that it was a designed fake arrest. The whole thing was a show or it's some sort of local cop attending on his own time and also carrying, which is something of a. Well, I don't know. Do do local police officers, do they have the legal authority to carry concealed in D.C. where basically nobody can carry? I don't know what the legality I of that is. don't think so, but maybe. I'd be surprised, but maybe they have some sort of exemption. Either way, this doesn't much fit the uh, official narrative of a bunch of right-wing terrorists coming to town to overthrow the government once again. And speaking of the FBI, that was speaking of fed ops in the FBI, I suppose that probably was not even the greatest moment of embarrassment for federal law enforcement this week, because earlier in the week, members of the U S women's gymnastics team detailed how their allegations against now convicted sex offender, Larry Nasser, the team doctor who was uh, touching team members for years. Yikes. Of course, uh, they had their whole hearing. And before a Senate panel, former team member, Michaela Maroney detailed how she, told her abuse story to the FBI in 2015 and her claims were ignored or misrepresented while Nasser continued to abuse more young girls. After telling my entire story of abuse to the FBI in the summer of 2015, not only did the FBI not report my abuse, but when they eventually documented my report 17 months later, they made entirely false claims about what I said. They chose to lie about what I said and protect a serial child molester rather than protect not only me, but countless others. Indeed. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but the Office of Inspector General confirmed to the Senate panel that Nasser molested more than 70 girls and women under the guise of medical treatment while the FBI failed to act. So that's 70 after the FBI had knowledge of the claims. Well, it sounds like we need to give more money to government agencies, right? Um, Uh, More government alphabet agencies. That sounds sensible to me because, um, as Mike Cernovich was saying on Twitter, if you're a fan of sniping moms, if you're a fan of entrapment, if you're a fan of fake kidnapping plots, certainly if you're a fan of protecting pedophiles, we need to make sure that the FBI is a well-funded and supported agency. <laughs> real, Keep unreal. federalizing law enforcement. Yeah, so that, that's all I have to say on uh, on that. There's really not that much to say about the gathering in D.C. over the weekend. It was so uneventful. That was the biggest event of the day yeah. is that guy getting arrested and the Daryl Lamont Jenkins cameo. Man. So let's get to the much more important news. You know, this really was what I needed this week. I've been feeling kind of weak, kind of down. And this was just a shot in the arm, wasn't it? It was encouraging. And 
I think there are probably, as ridiculous as all of this is, people get lost in the specifics of whether Nicki Minaj's specific vaccine claims have merit or not. They don't. The value of what she's doing is encouraging people to think for themselves and see the effort to destroy someone who does and 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 yeah. see what happens, see what we're sacrificing if we allow these people to continue having more and more control over our lives. So, uh, yeah, I found a lot of encouragement out of this. Uh, and, and this is probably going to be a major wake up. Uh, this is probably going to be the most substantial wake up call that the country has seen on this issue for the last X and amount of months or potentially even the years. Black community, especially who already were uh, vaccine skeptics. Yeah, I think uh, I think this will be pretty impactful at the end of the end. If if the Instagram comments that you sent me were any indicator, uh, yes, many people are fired up about this. So all written in ebonics. <laughs> well, g- give us a general summary of the week that was Nicki Minaj. So many things happened, but we'll try to keep it as concise as possible. Oh, I'm supposed to do oh, this I thought yeah, sorry. Was... <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm worried about my baby because I uh, heard like a giant oh, yeah. crash of <laughs> so what's the up, what's to, the like, update? Is she okay? He, he said she's fine, but she did fall right on her face. And it's the second time today. Uh. When your kid starts walking, it's like keeping them alive becomes a full time job. Can't wait. A Can't wait. Full time job. Today, yeah. um, I n- accidentally knocked her over and she could have knocked out all of her teeth. She fell right on her face in the tile because she was Those trying to stick teeth. her hand Nothing to worry into about. the toilet. While I was on the toilet and I was like, no, 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 no. And then I knocked her over and she face planted. It's like something like this happens every day. Anyway, this Nicki Minaj thing. Great story. Um, so Compelling she, everybody's heard, everybody's seen the one tweet that's, that everybody's talking about. The one about her cousin's friend's balls. Yeah. That's all anybody reported on. But um, if you look at this Daily Storm article, he has the breakdown of like every <laughs> okay. single thing that, that she did. And she was doing a lot of stuff. She was like uh, responding to people about the vaccine. And, and most of it was pretty benign she was just saying do your own research i'm not going to get it until i do my own research and she was retweeting people that had vaccine injury from it and it was just general skepticism she wasn't like if you get the vaccine you're a fucking retard or anything she didn't say anything like that the point was evaluate for yourself right yeah the point was evaluate for yourself and yeah and then she was just talking about how the met gala that's a stupid reason to get the vaccine She's like, I have a young kid. I'm not just going to get the vaccine to go to the Met Gala. That's that's retarded. Um, she said she's still doing research. And then, of course, the famous tweet where she's like, my cousin's friend got the vaccine and it, it made his balls all swollen. And then his girlfriend dumped him and do more research. Oh, I didn't know that part. The girlfriend dumped him. Oh, the yeah. girl called off the wedding. Wow. I yeah, yeah. man. Um, rough time. So we're going to talk about this, this Joy Reid thing, which I think might have been the best moment of all of this maybe i know i know you're really into the to the pepe meme but <laughs> i was looking into this today because i can't get enough of this story yeah and um she when i when i hear the term docs from the leftist media i'm like what did you do to say their first and last names but it sounds like she legit docs oh yeah oh yeah there were phone numbers so you you really have you got the fight with joy reed and you got the and 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 that precipitates fights with other journalists. So which one you want to take first? You want to start with Joy or talk about the doxing? Well, the doxing is really quick. She, oh, okay. This was just on Friday. Um, I guess these reporters were, were trying to bypass her and get to her family in Trinidad. 
and uh, they, they were just harassing her on social media. Um, and then on Instagram, she posted a screenshot of the reporter's conversations um, on her Instagram stories. And then in her story photo, she posted <laughs> the phone numbers and the business cards of these reporters. Yeah. And then in another story of one of these reporters, she said, uh, Charlene Ramper's bad. Bitch, your days are fucking numbered, you <laughs> yeah. dirty hoe. stop laughing i don't know it's like the combination of her being super ghetto and like the leftist media trying to use black people as as pets i just love i just love this story and so this thing with joy reed top keck top keck black community is just going to devolve and the ones that are going to remain standing are the tribalistic ones that are skeptic of white people but understand white nationalism that's (laughs) what's going to happen here all right yeah well, I mean, don't you think that Nicki Minaj would would choose? I mean, she in her she she talks about Tucker. Uh, we'll talk about Hassan too. But um, Hassan tweeted at her like uh, Tucker's a white nationalist. This is after she retweeted um, Tucker's claim on her, and it just seemed like she, she's like, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. Like, look at the treatment of Joy Reid, uh, who's a black woman trying to tear me down at the behest of white men, and look how Tucker Carlson treated me. I don't think she really cares if people are white nationalists so long as they treat her respectively and leave her alone. Yeah, that tweet that she put out was not just a highlight of this story to me. It's one of the greatest tweets put out in a long time because of what it represents. I want to talk about that in a minute. Before I get too far ahead, I just want to play what Joy Reid had to say that sort of started at least her dispute with the journalists on this because Nikki puts out that, you know, my cousin's friend's balls got all big. Evaluate for yourself tweet. And Joy Reid gets on MSNBC and has this to say. And people like Nicki Minaj, I have to say this. You have a platform, sister, that is 22 million followers. Okay, I have 2 million followers. For you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives, my God, sister, you could do better than that. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from, oh my God, as a fan, as a hip hop fan, as somebody who is your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. I'm so sad. Whatever. Come on. You do not want to have the wrath of Nicki Minaj. Didn't she foresee what was going to happen? I think part of what set her off, it's not just the the hostility toward thinking for yourself, but it's kind of that our community, our people type language as though Joy Reid has this uh, lock on the African-American perspective on this or something (sighs) like that. That's part of what prompt uh, prompted Nicki Minaj to go on Instagram. And she did about a 15 minute or so stream, but man, the meat of this stream, I'm listening to it. And it's like, I don't care what her vaccine opinions are just on her views on how we ought to think about independent thinking and not being hostile with other people's independence thoughts and right and, and their independent thoughts and their right to their own thoughts and their right to evaluate what goes into their body. I'm nodding in agreement in an unlikely way because not a Nicki Minaj fan. I don't care about her music or her vaccine opinions, but it's hard to not um, enjoy this sort of uh, perspective. I want you guys to see what is happening. 80% of the artists that y'all following right now feel like I feel about the vaccine and are too afraid to speak on it. And guess what they're doing right now? If they assassinate me and assassinate my character and make me look crazy or stupid, Guess what? No one else will ever ask questions again. Don't you yes. see what's happening? And y'all sitting around fucking laughing? It's disgusting. 
that a person can't speak about just questions or thoughts they're having about something that they're going to have to put in their body. And y'all sitting around, sitting up here, kiki-kiing and laughing and not, not realizing what's right in front of your fucking eyes. A.K.A. Don't question me, you black bitch. Don't question what's going on, ho. Fuck, you can't see that. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, the left called this like an unhinged rant on Instagram. And I listened to it and I was like, that was totally coherent. And she's right about everything. Yeah. Uh, Did you catch Jen Psaki saying they're they're offering counsel to Nicki Minaj? We're reaching out to get her connected with the correct information. Here was Jen Psaki. We offered a call uh, with Nicki Minaj uh, and one of our doctors to answer questions she had about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. Our hope is that anyone who has a big platform is going to project accurate information about the effectiveness of the vaccine, the safety of the vaccine, and the availability of the vaccine. The what ability? The availability? I guess that's the what viability? she's saying, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what she said there. I'm sure Nicki Minaj is going to is going to love that. Yeah, she's going to come out and do the exact same Instagram stream with the exact same style and the exact same language, but from a completely reversed perspective. I can't wait for that one. I just I'm so happy that that we've lived to see the day when we're going to be able to harness the energy of an insane black woman and use it to dismantle. (laughs) Uh, the the leftist institutions. Like, what is happening here? And I totally called this. The alliance is forming. It's hard to it's it's hard to deny. And there are more pieces of evidence we'll get to later with the New York City vaccine enforcement, vaccine mandate enforcement. I did want to highlight a couple things about this story that really um, stuck out to me that I thought were really valuable. Number one, just the ultra rare Nicki Minaj Pepe. I I, I saw this. I saw this from Sargon's Instagram. I wish I could credit the artist. I don't know who made this, but whoever you are, you've done a great service. I like the this pink is, convertible in the back. That's good. It's just, I, I'm missing a little bit of that 2016 energy. And this story yeah. brings a little bit more of that energy and that fun and that uh, that spirit back to it. So I really appreciate it for that. Uh, number two. <laughs> number two, I had this up uh, just a minute ago, but I want to highlight it. it. This is easily the best headline of the week, potentially the best headline of the year. Uh, Daily caller Nicki Minaj calls MSNBC's Joy Reid a lying C-word slur for black people. We can't say coon on this show. I don't know. Can I? I don't know. I've gambled on the Wednesday show. Coon. Tells Meghan McCain to eat shit (laughs) in vaccine (laughs) rant. And uh, that we didn't even get to that. Yeah, Meghan McCain tweeted out, that's entirely enough internet for today. Quote tweeting uh, Nicki Minaj's balls tweet. And just oh, Nicki, Min- Nicki Minaj responds, eat shit, you. I <laughs> Yeah, for real. And like I anybody wants to that hear what too. that fat slob has to say. Hmm. Dude, I just love this story so much. This is Son Piger thing is just. And that that's really the value of it. There, there, there is serious intellectual value here and, and just commentary on what our social values ought to be. Because Tucker did a story about Nicki Minaj early in the week. As you mentioned, Nicki posted the video. With the bullseye emoji, presumably endorsing what Tucker's saying or saying he's right on. And then Hassan Piker, Cenk, Cenk Uger's nephew or whatever the relationship is. What? Responds. Yeah, it's it, he's Cenk's nephew or there's a close family relationship. I did not. I was unaware of that. Yeah, I used to think that people just called him that as a joke. Like, oh, he's Cenk's nephew because he's like um, 
you know, Jenk's uh, apprentice or something, but he's actually, he has a, he has a family relationship with Jenk. Wow. Anyway, uh, Hassan Piker responds, you know, he's a white nationalist, right? And this tweet from Nicki Minaj, right? So I can't speak to agree with even look at someone from a particular political party. People aren't human anymore. If you're black and a Democrat tells you to shove marbles up your ass, you simply have to. If another party tells you to look out for a bus, stand there and get hit. And that's that's important to think about. People want to make this about the vaccine and her her cousin's friend's balls or whatever. It isn't. The reason I'm 100% team Nicki Minaj on this is it has nothing to do with her cousin's friend or the balls or the wedding or whether the vaccine caused that or not. Whether the vaccine's good or whether the vaccine's bad, it has everything to do with whether uh, with uh, whether we're still a country where people make medical decisions for themselves or any decisions for themselves and have the right to say weird shit and have you know, the other people stick up for their right to say weird shit if they want to. So are we that or are we a country of weaklings who demand conformity and punish anyone who dares question the official narrative? I don't have to agree with Nicki Minaj on specifics or even like Nicki Minaj or her music to understand the value of what she's saying, which is simply think for yourself. And if you can do it, defend the rights of other people to think for themselves even if they say weird outlandish shit anyone who threatens you thinking for yourself should be told to fuck off we need more of that energy in this country that's why i I love what she's doing right now but i don't even think that that is the most important thing uh, about what she's saying she hit on some some really important notes about uh, about tribalism and Hmm. about race and the stuff that she said uh, to joy reed about about her you know, doing what white men say in order to tear a black woman down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And she's also um, really appealing to the this black skepticism uh, about uh, about about white medicine. I can't even believe I'm fucking saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, <laughs> hand in I, hand, arm in arm. Yeah. Well, have you seen Bigger, Blacker and Uncut that Chris Rock? I think it was that one. But he, he talks uh, about how remember. his father was always like, put put some robitussin on it like no matter what was wrong and put some tussin on it yeah. and i think that there is this uh this mentality in the black community that's like you can't trust white doctors and what we've seen with coronavirus is like well um, maybe you fucking can't and you look at this community of people that has largely been enslaved once again although it's it's voluntary and through their own ignorance to the white upper class and Nicki minaj is like like, look, uh, that also includes what they're mandating you put in your body. Yeah. And that's her whole point. It's not never take the vaccine. It's dangerous. Her point is do your own evaluation, no matter what some lab coat tells you to do or whether yeah. some someone like Joy Reid, Joy Reid, who's simply the mouthpiece to the lab coats bidding what she tells you to do. Yeah. So so go to that witch doctor in Trinidad and let him sort out your coronavirus because that's <laughs> that's better. <laughs> that actually might be better. That's a hypothetical for what Nikki's saying, Susan, not what this show says. Uh, obviously, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I, I I also have always liked Nikki Minaj too because she's rapped about the deep regret and shame she has for having an abortion when she was sixteen. Um, and and I I appreciate that that she's talking about like the the emotional aftermath. And so, so I always, I always kind of liked her. Uh, I think that she's smarter than we anticipated and that this might be a real cultural turning point. I think so. I think this is going to be influential for a lot of people. And I hope the momentum continues because this is the sort of uh, cultural wake up that we needed right at the right time. So 
I am. And I'm optimistic about this particular story. Me too. And for those of you that are saying that I'm creating an unholy alliance with somebody that hates white people, I know that. But if you if you respect people like her and then allow them to say whatever they want, they are not going to care that hmm. you're white. They'll, they just want to be left alone. Left alone. Well, before we uh, we'll have to take a break at the top of the hour. I would like to get through briefly the border story. You think we have time? Uh, six yeah, I think we're we can do that. All right. Um, let, let's talk a little bit of border before we take a break. Because that's the other uh, big story of the weekend. And really all of last week, uh, over the weekend, it's estimated that there are up to 15,000 mostly Haitian illegal immigrants camping under the International Bridge at the U.S.-Mexico border in Del Rio, Texas. And as we'll get to in a moment, deportation flights for these migrants have resumed, apparently, uh, though thousands remained and thousands <laughs> more are said to be coming. This particular immigration bottleneck uh, became a flashpoint this week after thousands of these, uh, again, mostly Haitian illegal immigrants arrived daily, growing the camp under the bridge from what was a few hundred uh, as recently as a week or so ago to several thousand now. Ted Cruz was on Twitter accusing Joe Biden of stopping deportation flights to Haiti after an earthquake and a tropical storm hit Haiti in August, causing Haitian migrants to communicate with family and friends to bring more. That is uh, the allegation of why this is happening is, hey, uh, if you come up here, they're not going to send you back and uh, you'll you'll find your way into the, into the country. So, you know, walk Ooh. up uh, through Mexico and, and cross this dam that we'll see in a moment. Um, but that's that's why Del Rio in particular has become a, a popular crossing point is because of this dam that crosses the river. Migrants can simply walk across. So Fox News reporter Bill Malugin has been recording video by drone throughout the week. We'll see some of that. And then we'll also hear him describe the FAA, how the FAA issued an odd temporary restriction banning that drone activity, even though it's been happening yeah. for months. But it's very politically inconvenient now. What you're looking at is sources are telling me upwards of 10,000 migrants waiting underneath that bridge right now. Border Patrol holding facilities in the area are completely over capacity and Border Patrol agents are completely overwhelmed. There's just nowhere for these people to go right now. They're free to go. They're not being detained right now. They're just kind of holding themselves under this bridge, waiting to be apprehended by Border Patrol. We've been using our drone to show everybody these remarkable pictures. We just learned that the FAA has put out a temporary flight restriction, a TFR, in the area immediately around the port of entry where that bridge is. What does that mean? It means our drone can no longer fly and show those images. It's a two-week TFR, and according to the FAA, it's for special security reasons. We've reached out to the FAA to get a little clarification on what the heck that means. Not a lot yeah. of clarification yet, but in response, the Texas Department of Public Safety volunteered their helicopter to fly Bill Malugin around and keep getting these images. And you can see exactly how so many people are crossing the border into Del Rio so easily. We reported earlier that the FAA grounded our Fox News drones. We cannot fly those well. The troopers with Texas DPS are kind enough to let us go up in their helicopter with them to get a look at the situation. That Mexican town that you're looking across the river, that is Ciudad Acuna. That is the Mexican city where all these migrants are gathering. And you can see they're using this dam right here to walk across the Rio Grande and enter the United States illegally. They then use a dirt path that's right below us and they stream into the International Bridge area. We are talking thousands of people showing up every single day here man yeah couldn't we drone strike that <laughs> well 
um, it <laughs> it probably would have had the same effect. Yeah, basically, uh, entire family taken out. Oh yeah, and the same mm-hmm. amount of ISIS K terrorists. Yeah, <laughs> zero. So. Uh, federal agents, federal border agents in, in Del Rio are completely overwhelmed. So now the Texas uh, over the weekend, the Texas Highway Patrol and the National Guard and the Texas Department of Safety and other state agents uh, blocked that dam crossing with a barbed wire barrier and their vehicles. So it's reported that the, that move totally stopped the flow of migrants on Saturday night. Also on Saturday, again, uh, with perfect timing a week or so late, the feds swoop in. With their big plan to get this under control, the Department of Homeland Security finally responded to the week's crisis yesterday, releasing a six-point plan to address the issue. You ready for this? 400 additional agents to Del Rio. That's not very many. Okay. Order, uh, they're ordering overflow migrants in Del Rio to be processed at other locations. So, okay. Uh, How are they going to get to these other locations? Good question. They'll have to be moved somehow, but... For the people who are in need of deportation, we will accelerate the pace and capacity of deportation flights to Haiti and other destinations within 72 hours. Coordination with other will have coordination with other countries to accept migrants who previously resided in those countries. Uh, we're going to provide humanitarian aid to the Del Rio camp. And of course, we're going to send aid to Haiti. We're going to give them money so that they will stop doing this. It is reported that uh, each plane, these planes are flying out now, uh, or at least the the pace of the planes has increased. Planes back to Haiti, deportation flights. The pace of them uh, is, is apparently increasing. It's reported that each plane can carry a few hundred uh, deported migrants back to Haiti. So how long and how many planes it'll take until we actually move all of these people remains to be seen. Plus, it's said that thousands more migrants are still coming. So unless that crossing point is secured, I don't know if this barbed wire fence and the cars blocking it is going to be sufficient, but this issue is going to continue until you stop. No, the we shouldn't block it off. We've got them all in one place. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and I was a little bit confused, too, because Bill Malugin is saying, well, they're not detained. They're free to leave, but they're still all congregating under this bridge. And you're saying it looks like that's just the processing center. There's so many of them that they're being processed at this location when they can well, be at the I pace. Think they were they using be. it as a processing center before when it wasn't, when there wasn't such a influx and it yeah. was kind of functioning better. Um, but yeah, that, that does seem to be the case. I mean, maybe the correct course of action is to do nothing, but make sure that they can't really get into the United States and integrate. What you want to do with immigrants is to make sure that their lives here are worse than in their home country. Then they'll, there's no incentive that, to come. That was the old Mitt Romney self-deportation argument. Yeah. Yeah. If you Which, can't leave a dam, uh, you're going to be like, man, I miss Haiti. Where I could walk all over the island. <laughs> yeah. And it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so bad in Del Rio that even Del Rio's Democrat mayor called out Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Bruno Lozano. Again, this is Del Rio's Democrat mayor. He was tweeting replies at Joe and Kamala over the weekend, asking them why why they aren't in Del Rio and what their plan to secure the border is. Kamala Harris was apparently too busy doing the coin toss at her alma mater's football game on Saturday. So uh, she tweeted a video of herself doing that. And the mayor of Del Rio tweeted, the VP is able to visit the fun events across the country while American communities continue to grapple with failed immigration reform. Where is the visit to Del Rio, Texas? 
Well, we'll see if their great six point plan reverses what's been happening in Del Rio or or not. But it's uh, just going to allow them to uh, have other entry points to get in the United States. Yeah, I feel to see what giving money to Haiti is going to do anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've we've tried that. I, as I recall, we've tried that for something like a decade's time since the last earthquake that really ravaged things there way back in what, 2010. It does not seem to have greatly improved the living conditions. Have you ever seen this show World's Deadliest Roads? You're like, we've got to keep a really tight timeline tonight. I'm like, let me talk about this TV <laughs> All show. Right, quickly. Okay. Yeah. World's Deadliest Roads. <clears throat> Everybody should check it out. I watched this one in Haiti and it was like these people were making an arduous, deadly trip, uh, you know, whenever at once or twice a month, whenever they had to. And it was always a disaster. They'd nearly die every single time. But instead of fixing things on their truck or trying to improve the roads, they 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 only worried about getting there this one time. Yeah, there, there was no foresight. There was no concern about future planning or any. It's like the part of their brain is gone. So we're just <laughs> going to give them money, and they're going to be like, "Sweet money, what can I spend this on right now?" They're they're not worried about future planning. But when they have to navigate that road next time, they'll have sweet rims to break while they do it. It's just unreal. They can't even yeah. maintain their own roads. Like, what what, what the mm. fuck is our foreign aid going to do for these people? They have a 64 average IQ. Well, and that that's even if it gets to the people who are driving that road regularly. Oftentimes, it ends up in the pockets of corrupt politicians. For anyhow. sure. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that next all. up, we'll talk a little bit of this New York, uh, New York City vax mandate and the enforcement this week. But before we do, we should take a break. And, sure. Uh, I will open the treasure chest on DLive. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. Hold and Mulray, one verse that bears on the earlier question on children and God. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Oh, that was the call-in show. Shit. Sorry. I'm oh. already messing up. Thank All you, right. Holden. Uh, Jeffrey O'Neill. Melbourne has a roadmap. Curfew till November. The dirty unvaxxed to be excluded from hospitality, haircut, sports, social gatherings. Get to 80% vaxxed, 12 and up to have Christmas economic collapses. Nine. That is so depressing. Hmm. D Live Susan is blocking me from opening the treasure chest, so I'm sorry about what? that, guys. But I will read no your chats lemons momentarily. For you, yeah, uh, Doc Bailey. Well, I have no doubt the recall was fortified. The fact that Newsom takes this as a mandate is worrying. We're literally on fire. Infrastructure is collapsing, and we're drowning in homeless people. Doc, you got to leave. Doc, it, it's not your home anymore. Doc, it sucks. I'm very sympathetic with people that. I, I know it's easy to say you got to leave when. Uh, a lot of people have a family business that they've built for decades there or your entire family is there and you don't want to leave them. I, I understand. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm probably facing that in 10 to 20 years time when they do the same thing to Montana. They will. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not trying to but be we're going to move. You know, I'm not going to be like, I'm staying here no matter what happens. Are I you? don't think it's possible to win a political fight in California. These people are going to continue to encroach on you until they ruin the state and maybe it can be fixed in some sort of aftermath, but yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, Chernobyl too will be inhabitable one day. I might take the radioactivity <sighs> over what these people are going to do. <laughs> Doc also said, I'm genuinely losing any hope for my state, but also can't afford to leave. I feel so helpless. I just want to wake up from this progressive nightmare and have the California. I grew up with, I know, man, I know no. my parents hear you. It sucks. Um, but you, you got to leave. Uh, home is where the heart is or something gay like that. Mojack420, <laughs> since YouTube is asshole and you missed one of my super chats, not your fault last week, have you looked into using Entropy for super chat? Didn't we used to use Entropy or something? I haven't used Entropy. I'm generally familiar with it. Uh, I have a few tricks up my sleeve that I may be considering for super chat management. But 
as of now, we are not using it, but stay tuned. And I'm sorry for missing your chat. Um, Daniel Hungle, Arizona is finally releasing the results of their audit this week. Allegedly, will it be the first domino to expose the fraud or will it be just another nail in the coffin of our election integrity? Uh, never going to happen. I mean, I don't have any faith that any justice is going to be achieved on this earth. Do you? I shouldn't ask you that. I, I will certainly take a look at the at what their report says. I want to see their evidence. I want to see their findings. Do I think that the Arizona audit is going to change anything? No, I don't. But I, I would like to know. Um, it's it's. I I was so. I'm not saying that this is like Sidney Powell because the same promises haven't been made. But I was really disillusioned by all that. People making people yeah. promising the world and producing nothing. Almost nothing. Yeah. So. I, I uh, will under absolutely evaluate right Everyone total knows. reversal of the wisdom. So I will absolutely evaluate, but uh, I'm not expecting some big change in power structures or anything like that. Black magic. I literally do not care what you do with your body. Take all the mRNA gene therapy you want to. Just respect my choice to remain. Hashtag pure blood. <laughs> I saw that's the term they're using now. Pure bloods. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Grimter, check out Marjorie Taylor Greene's spicy reply to Alan Omar calling her out yesterday. Alan yeah. shows her hand in her goal to remove all our liberties. Yes, I believe she called Alan Omar a brother fucker. That is, is that yeah, her? that was the one. That's I wish I was, I wish I was clever enough to come up with that. That one's right there on the table, and I never thought of it. Yeah, I know. It was right there. Robin D. Banks didn't think I would ever say this, but I'm proud of Trinidad. That's me. where um, ah. Nicki Minaj is from. Yeah. Give her the password to the heckin Wi-Fi. I don't know what that reference is about, <laughs> but she deserves right. everyone's Wi-Fi. But free Wi-Fi for Nicki Minaj. Just Instagram DM her the, the your your Wi-Fi password. Yeah. Um, humble hug, hunk. Canadian election tomorrow. PPC currently has almost ten percent of early votes and hopes to maintain that on election day and win and win a few ridings. Also, shout out to my lovely and surprising wife, Sarah. Why is she surprising? Why does she surprise I you? I don't know. Did you underestimate her beauty and ability, humble hunk? I don't know <laughs> why I'm I'm on your case. Um, Thank you. I I'm so not invested in this election, although I probably should care. Yeah, we shall see. And all the best to our uh, Canadian friends and listeners. Jonathan Showalter, where uh, do I get the religious exemption from vaccination form? I, I don't I don't know. I have no idea. There are some resources on that. I don't have it handy, but I know they're out there. And of course, religious exemption varies by your legal jurisdiction. Not every mandate is offering that. Some right. aren't. Uh, some are, as far as I understand. Some are How not. How can they not? The As we'll get to in a moment, the religious exemption is claimed by one of the groups in the, that was not given a religious exemption in New York City. So as far as I know, it's not an exemption in New York City, for example. <laughs> If you want to go to nobody, a restaurant, nobody's religious there. Um, should we circle back? Uh, yeah, well, I got to catch. I got to check in on the others. So, yeah, maybe we take a break here and let me okay. uh, grab a few on the other platforms and then we'll get into the news once again over on Tippy stream. Let me find where I left off. Uh, Phil, it's probably a spicy Phil night. I got to be careful. Phil says. Uh, well, I'm enjoying watching Nicki Minaj drag the press, it bothers me how quickly conservatives have convinced themselves that she's one of them. She's the same as she's always been. It's just that her family was being bothered in this case. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sure totally. there's some of that. 
But at the same time, our country, our value structure is so broken that I'm willing to look past a lot of the things that she, she references in her Instagram um, stream. We should have free healthcare and all this. She still is of that mindset. But to me, we're so far past even those issues where it's like, we're talking about, do we have the freedom to voice our thoughts and not attack each other over that sort of uh, just, just independent thought and free thought Yeah, that, it's it's not as though I'm going to form a political party with Nicki Minaj. I, I probably wouldn't do that, but I have to take the I have to take the wins where they are, and I think there's a lot of win in what Nicki Minaj is saying. Maybe in a country that was in a lot better shape, what Nicki Minaj is saying wouldn't matter at all. But we're in rough shape, and I think it, <laughs> I think it is I think it is important. Though, trust me, rough I am shape. not. Uh, I would have some questions before voting for Nicki Minaj. How about that? Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm realistic about what we can do for each other. Incompetent hand says the Vax uh, is like a console launch. Wait a few months and then remember you're Amish. I identify as unvaccinated control group. Lives matter. Talk of mandates erases our existence. We can teach joggers to chant too. <laughs> okay. Phil's got a spree here. Okay. I'm going to read Phil quickly. Um, says Phil says who is moving Haitians through Mexico to the American border? Yeah. Good question. Cause that is happening. They sure didn't swim here. They aren't even refugees. They just don't want to live in that, in the kind of conditions um, that they are capable of creating. Haiti sucks because it's full of Haitians. <laughs> yeah, All right. That's um, true. Uh, also Phil the natural says, disasters. Yikes. It has had a rough few years, but you know, uh, so have a lot of places and they seem mm-hmm. to recover more quickly. Phil says the GOP deserves to be wiped out next year. We need ruthlessness in the current year. Uh, and we won't get it with this current crop of surrender, <laughs> surrender monkeys, which I found out is not a slur that refers. That's a Simpsons quote referring to the French. the French. French. Yeah. Yep. You can say surrender monkey. My apologies to the French. He says who have shown some real spine in the last few years. Yeah, maybe. Phil also says, uh, what do you get when you feed? <laughs> oh, oh Phil. my God. Say um, how, what do you get when you feed a hundred million starving, uh, starving people with foreign aid? You get four billion starving people with foreign aid. Yeah, uh, the, the, it's yeah, it's that sort of effect. Uh, leave uh, leaving nothing but destruction in their wake. And uh, mm. <laughs> okay, I just got to leave it there, Phil. Thank you. Last one for now. Coca Cola. Says, I am a ye- wait, 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 yiz pilled. What's yiz pilled on the JQ being the jab question? We must remain pure blood. We cannot, uh, we can no longer sit back and allow uh, a, a Twitter infiltration. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I don't even know what this word is. And an infiltration and indoctrination and subversion. Uh, <laughs> I I have to leave this one on the table too. It's 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 pure blood solidarity in the uh in the in the vaccine context is what this is advocating. See, I don't have this this in front of me, so I I literally yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. This one was a little bit tough to follow, but I know that it's a little too it's it's Susan Bait too. But thank uh-huh. you Coca-Cola. I appreciate it. I will uh I will circle back to Tippy Stream in a moment. Over on Trovo, Chubby Stubby, thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. 
Uh, we will come back to the chats later on. Thank you guys for your patience. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Before we get to our friend Matt Palumbo and his book on um, on George Soros, I do want to talk about what's going on in New York City and the first official week of the vaccine mandate enforcement. Because uh, the week starting Monday was was exactly that. It was the first official week for the enforcement of Bill de Blasio's vaccine mandate. So now officially you have to show your papers to go into restaurants, bars, gyms and other venues. The mandate was strongly protested over the weekend, but you're not going to see a lot of mainstream coverage of that. But thousands did march through uh, Times Square yesterday, pledging, uh, among other things, not to comply. Here's the video. Good amount of people, and at least one person uh, honoring Nicki Minaj as well. You got the Nicki Minaj edition American flag. And uh, but as we know, given the vaccination stats by demographics, this policy is going to have racially disproportionate results that are going to be revealed as you enforce this. If you are enforcing against the unvaccinated and the unvaccinated are disproportionately racial minorities, you are going to be telling racial minorities to get the hell out of businesses. That was easily foreseeable, but now it's a reality. So on Thursday, a video of a black family getting kicked out of a New York City restaurant emerged, and this was for failure to show vaccine papers on command. And the guy made a big show of it, and the rest of the restaurant patrons gave him the finger. This is what it looked like. So you're refusing to serve us? Are you refusing to serve us? So you, so you're going to enforce segregation. You don't have to leave. Every, everybody in here is okay with that. Everybody's in here okay with with, with setting up, setting segregation in society. This is the America you want to live in. Is this the America you want to live in? No, fuck you. You see, you're not American. This is America. You need to wake up. Holy shit! What is happening? You got leftists giving the finger to black people and telling them to get the hell out of their business. Yeah. That's that's the point that we're at. And of course, uh, that incident, it, it's not a racial incident, at least purely. But the family is is they, they are claiming the family says that other non-black families in the establishment, they were asked or they were not asked for their papers, but the black family was. That's how they're claiming there was a racial element to this. But even if the the. Uh, the the restaurant owner at the behest of the city was walking around asking every table for vaccine papers. We've been told by progressives like Bill de Blasio and others that if a regulation has a racially disproportionate impact, it is itself racist. So you don't get to suddenly claim, well, it's not a racist policy. It's just that those black people happen to break it. Well, that that's kind of true for most uh, disproportionate results in, in any legal context. Do you want to talk about uh, people being shot by police. Well, right. Yeah. When you, when you commit crimes at a disproportionate level, you tend to have more violent encounters with police officers. When you're not vaccinated in a place that requires it, you tend to have a disproportionate amount of New York city business owners telling you to get the hell out of the restaurant. That's the way this works. So you can't have it both ways. You do have to pick if it's not racist in the policing context. It's, it, 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 it you, 
if it's not uh, uh, if it is racist in the policing contest, rather, it has to be racist in this context as well. They don't have to be ideologically consistent. Uh, well, only uh, that's, you that's, are that's, making them ma- are mandating that they be ideologically. consistent. That's probably crediting them too much. You're right. But that's not that's not the only case. You sent me this one this morning. I had not seen it yet. And I wish I could show you the video. But Susan says it's a no, no. It's age restricted. I don't know how I feel about this. But it's hoax hate. there's an element of hoax hate here. It almost assuredly is hoax hate. But there was an Asian host who was punched and beaten by three black Texan women at Carmen's Big restaurant. Women. I can show you some of the images here. Uh, Susan says I can't play the video, but. This is Carmen's restaurant in New York City when the Asian hostess asked the women for proof of vaccination. If you would like to see the clip, it is included in this Daily Mail story. And this was on Thursday. The black women, to your hoax hate point, say they were racially profiled and called the N-word, which probably didn't happen. And even in their allegation, it's unclear by whom. You, Jaga, get out of here, Jaga. (laughs) The... um, the victim apparently had to visit the hospital for scratches and bruises. The three women were charged <laughs> with assault and criminal mischief. And Black Lives Matter New York is planning a protest on Monday against Carmen's for, I guess, being racist to these Texan diners. Uh, so y- 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 this is just the beginning of this sort of encounter. Black people getting kicked yeah. out of restaurants for not being vaccinated. And now, to your point on weird alliances, is... <laughs> Is black are Black Lives Matter protests going to sort of reverse in their alliance, and and now it's going to be like anti-vax. Con- I don't even like the term anti-vax, but anti-vax mandate conservatives. Let's put it that way: or pro-liberty people aligned with Black Lives Matter, at least on the concept of not forcing people to show papers to get into a restaurant. Yeah, cool. If BLM wants to do that. All is forgotten. I, I I will never talk about you guys burning down a bunch of American cities ever again because you know what? Good for you. I I will still talk about that stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will ally with these people. When I read this story, I was like, I'm so confused about how I feel because on the one hand, it's clearly hoax hate. Nobody said the n word. Um, and then I don't want to see any Asian women get up get beat up by black people but also i want businesses to be to be destroyed that mandate vaccines so i'm i have a lot of feelings about this in fairness to those businesses in in, in new york of course bill de blasio has forced their hand but you don't just don't enforce it well and there's an interesting uh, mention in this daily mail story quote an inside edition investigation found that 11 of the 15 restaurants they randomly checked were not enforcing the city's policy on thursday I don't know how they checked that. Maybe they made phone calls. Maybe they just tried it. Maybe they just went in there without showing their vaccine. They have papers. all these city inspectors that are probably knocking them out. A two thirds majority of restaurants not doing it. That's a good sign. Yeah, that is. The good. city doesn't have the resources to visit every establishment and audit their vaccination records and find them and all. Just, just say no. Just no. We're not doing that. We're Go away. That, yeah. Take me to take me to prison. I guess because I'm just here to serve food. So, uh, as I mentioned, if you want to see the video of that, I'll link it in the description since Susan says I can't show it without age restricting the video. And this is one of those clips, just like the next one, where Susan's algorithm clearly has an eye out for this. Because sometimes if we have sort of violent clips, it'll get age restricted after the fact, like someone reports it and it gets dinged. Susan's algorithm has this watched for the moment that it's uploaded. I'm talking within a second second, of posting it. It says 
age restricted. And the same is true for what happened in Melbourne, Australia, or at least uh, a Melbourne suburb. Cause I really wanted to show this clip to show what's ha- what's not too far off in our future as we keep restricting and keep locking down and keep <sighs> mandating vaccine papers and stuff. There's this insane scene um, at a, in, a, in a Melbourne suburb on Saturday. Police formed a line to stop hundreds of anti-lockdown protesters flouting the new Zoom. stay-at-home order. This is the new. This is the sixth lockdown order. The first five weren't good enough, but the sixth assuredly will. Assuredly will be. So police attempted to block roads and access into the center of the city, but protesters eventually charged through the police line and just ran the police over. And I don't mean with cars. I mean, a mob of people running through a police line. And as I, Susan says, I can't show it inappropriate content, but I wanted to highlight one frame in the video because as you can see, it's a, it's just a mob of people overrunning the police sprinting, but there's a moment in there that is just a moldy locks reenactment. What you're looking at is a man running in a full sprint, punching square in the face, who I'm 99% sure is a female cop just standing in the middle of the chaos. Zoomed in, and I think you can see her hair. Like, okay. That's her ponytail at the end. You can watch the video and judge for yourself, but I'm pretty sure that's a chick cop getting decked by the patriarchy flying by her on foot. Great. More women getting hit in the face by full grown men is always what I've advocated for on the show. Um, Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are female cops to do? There were 200 arrests as a result of this. And a lot of it wasn't even for violent or rioting behavior. It's just the gathering itself was illegal. So you could be arrested just for being outside of your home. And there's so much reaction on Twitter saying, oh, how awful this is. Oh, my God, the lawlessness. Well, yeah, I agree. In general, a mob running through a city and beating people and just running roughshod. Not good. But can we at least consider the context as to why this happened? Maybe when you lock people up for a year and a half and deprive them of all of their rights and tell them they're not free to go earn a living for their family and tell them in the case of Australia that they might be committing a crime just for organizing to 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 protest or to exercise their speech rights in opposition to this once you remove the rights of people to use their words and to just enjoy their life freely what what else do you have you should be thankful i guess good job you guys removed their guns you know like they have to run through the streets like it's the running of the bulls (laughs) and punch cops in the face but yeah, when law when the government and law enforcement loses respect for the population and treats them like subjects rather than citizens, this is exactly the sort of result that happens. This should be predictable. People find it shocking. I agree. Just the, the sight of it is. But the, the result of people behaving violently because their rights have been deprived for a long period of time, totally predictable. You can only do that for so long. Yeah. And it uh, makes me a little bit less concerned about the, the state we're in internationally. Mm. I'm always like, oh, Australia is so cucked because they don't have any guns, but maybe something worse is brewing because they don't have any guns. There's no threat of guns. Well, this guy has redeemed Australian men for you. This this guy personally right there. I mean, that's great. That's great. Maybe people have more of a will than than I'm, I've been anticipating. And I did want to mention last coronavirus topic um, because just just to recognize the propaganda and control that's being exerted upon us. Last week, we talked about that North Carolina hospital staff where they were strategizing about how to represent numbers to scare people. This week, we heard an Israeli health minister just say it outright that uh, multiple ministers just saying outright 
what they think, uh, when they think people aren't listening. So just before the start of a cabinet meeting last Sunday, uh, several Israeli ministers were heard admitting that some coronavirus restrictions, such as the controversial Green Pass vaccine passport, were enforced simply for the purpose of pushing people to get vaccinated rather than for uh, epidemiological reasons. As ministers said they were concerned that the unvaccinated were filling hospital beds. The ministers were overheard saying, I would play the clip, but it's in Hebrew. So that doesn't, and there aren't English subtitles, so it doesn't do much good. But the ministers were overheard saying, were overheard, quote, saying that some coronavirus related restrictions are only aimed at incentivizing vaccination rather than driving down morbidity. The Times of Israel reported. So I would say that's a pretty (sighs) reputable characterization that's not someone's twitter translation that's what the times of israel is reporting incredible it's never been about public health yeah i mean you you can listen to the audio yourself but uh i i don't i don't know what they're saying personally so uh, i will forego that for now uh all right um are we uh are we set to take an interview break Mm -hmm. okay well we will take a break to talk to our friend Matt Palumbo, the um, content manager over at BonginoReport.com. He's got a new book coming out on George Soros later in the inter- uh, later in the year. So I talked to him about that. The interview is about 12 minutes long. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening. That's our friend Matt Palumbo, author, researcher, content manager over at BonginoReport.com. He's got a new book coming out in December, The Man Behind the Curtain Inside the Secret Network of George Soros. Matt, thanks for making time for us. Yeah, no, thanks for making time for me, actually. Uh, I have... I have been a little bit short on time lately, as you can imagine, but so I haven't had the time to get into as much detail on this book as I as I would have liked to. Um, but I've been bouncing between the sections because George Soros is possibly the most politically influential person in the country, but he's also probably the most often blamed scapegoat, at least on the right. So for me, as someone who hasn't done a lot of the research here, um, I, I'd like to try to separate what Soros the myth is versus what Soros the true villain is. And so I figured I'd, I'd keep this at a pretty broad level and, and ask you about that since you've done all the research on this. Um, let's start with what's legit with George Soros. What isn't exaggerated about him and what's actually accurate? What are the most sinister pieces of his political influence? Um, well, you know, it, it is part of what you said is sort of my motivation for writing it and that you can go in any comment section and anytime there's something bad happening in the world, it's inevitably blamed on Soros. And, yeah. you know, my thought process was, well, it's so often justified that there's no point in making things up. Um, so I wanted the book to sort of just be a, a sane overview of that, of, you know, what is it that he's actually touching um, or has his tentacles in, uh, as some would say. Um, and, you know, I, I tried to make the book, like my logic was he's probably going to die soon. So like, this will <laughs> hopefully, well, I was trying to say hopefully that he's going to die, but hopefully this book is sort of like the, the one of 
authoritative source people can read on it. Um, and at the end of the book, I even have a list of, and it, it's, I think, 8,000 words long, um, just every single notable organization the guy's funded. Um, then I just have like a little, it's almost like baseball stats on, on who they are, what they do, um, that Soros funds them. So it just provides a reference that if you see, you know, any organization, you can just flip through that and see, okay, is it or is it not Soros funded? Um, and there's, I, I think, at least two or 300 in there. Um, then I do the same thing for colleges and influences as well. Um, and that's just the appendix. It's not even really any any part of the real book. Um, but like, you know, as for the book as a whole, I just tried to sort of divide up like what is every facet of life this guy could possibly influence. So I just do one on media and I have, you know, all these journalists that have either worked for Soros directly or indirectly and where they work now. Um, then, you know, I always even find examples of bias in their coverage of Soros. Um, I do it for colleges. I do it for uh you know, the, the 2016 and 2020 election and even prior ones. So I try not to focus that much on that. Um, I then, you know, I even have like international chapters. I just, you know, really every possible thing I could possibly think of, I just kind of dive into and just try to document, you know, what are the organizations um, and, and what kind of causes is funding. The encyclopedia of Soros influence is what you're Pretty talking much, about. Yeah. When we yeah. talk about Soros influence, is it simply cutting checks or is he, is he issuing directives to people? So it most, it, historically has mostly just been cutting checks um, and mostly it's directly from his open society foundations. Um, and it, over the course of the lifetime, they spent around $16 billion. Um, Soros has donated tens of billions though of his own wealth uh, later in life to them, which indicates they're going to survive. Um, um, another thing he does too, and I don't know if it's, you know, it's a sort of launder or, uh, you know, conceal the source. There are certain organizations like the Tide Found Tides Foundation that he funds very heavily, and then they in turn are, are sort of Soros esque, and that they'll then distribute those funds to other left wing groups. Um, so those are the main two ways of funding. Um, when it comes to races, he's always been involved in presidential politics from Bush onwards. Um, but you do, you know, just because of how much money is getting thrown at those races, it's it's much harder for one person to influence them. So in the past, I would say five or so years, but he's really been doing this for over 10. He's gone much more local where, you know, he can go into a DA race where it's going to be between two Democrats where it's, it's, you know, a you know, quote unquote normal Democrat. And then some, you know, sort of batshit social justice person. Um, and he'll drown the social justice person in, in cash where, you know, his success rate in getting DAs elected is 90 plus percent. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask yeah. you about that because that's, mm -hmm. that's where George Soros's alleged influence has, um, mm -hmm where I've seen that most commonly in the stuff that I like to look into. And it's with yeah. these DAs, uh, you've got Chase Aboudin in San Francisco. You got Kim Fox in Chicago, yeah. uh, Kim Gardner in St. Louis. And I, I'll see that referenced. Oh, shake my fist at George Soros for putting these yeah. people in power. How but, it's true. <laughs> but that, but that is legitimate. That's oh, not yeah. just a talking point. No. So actually the longest chapter in the book is called George Soros goes local. Um, and, and you know, I focus on a, um, I had earlier, like earlier versions of, of local things he's done, but this is probably 90% of the chapter. Um, and there's a couple dozen I go through and it's, it's again, sort of like the appendix at the end. It's just, based, it's like a baseball card of here's who they are. Uh, here's what they campaigned on. Here's what Soros gave them. And then here's the consequences of those policies. Um, and it's, it's a repetitive chapter in that all the candidates have a shared sort of anti-police, um, you know, quote unquote abolitionist, uh, uh, philosophy and by abolitionists, they mean no consequences for committing crimes. Yeah. You're um, talking about law, yeah, purchasing yeah. the rule of law, like, buying Correct. out the rule of law, which is an incredible thing to watch. Do you have a yep. sense of does George Soros pick these people and then fund them or do they court him? How does the relationship between them get established? How does it come to be? 
that actually, I mean, that's actually sort of the mystery. I mean, I imagine it's probably a two way street to some extent. Um, but it, it is just bizarre, like that some 90 year old man can have sort of the same law and order philosophy that like a 20 year old reading Teen Vogue yeah. has nowadays. Um, yeah. That's one of the more surreal parts of the chapter. It's just it's the most fact free version of the fact free left is just this idea that we if we if only we didn't enforce laws, we'd have no problems. Um, but that's what they, they, all, they all support. Um, and I don't think I found a single example where crime went down after a Soros back DA went to office. The only exceptions were when they stop defining certain things as crimes and then magically, you know, Oh wow. There's no more shoplifting. Right. I've noticed that same pattern because whether they did it in Dallas, they did it in Dallas where they said, uh, uh, shoplifting under $900 in value. We're we're not going to enforce that. They're doing that in San Francisco. Now in fairness to Boudin in San Francisco, that was a California state law that passed through, um, a ballot, uh, initiative. But you know, you you see that pattern where where these DAs are coming to power that the 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 whether it's by law or just by lack of prosecution, we're not treating crimes as crimes. So if you don't prosecute people, you don't get convictions. If you don't get convictions, I guess crime rates can go down. It magically goes down, which but, it, it's you're you're seeing nationally, petty crime is actually in the down uh, is going down. Um, yet violent crime is up, you know, twenty five percent or more. So it, it's. You know, it, it will a it refutes the argument that people are you know committing crimes because, you know out of necessity because of COVID or whatever they can't you know they need to you know steal bread to survive. Yeah. Um, and also, it could also or, or on the flip side, it could just prove that you know we're not counting those crimes anymore, and maybe they really are on, on the upside as well. On the other side of this, I wanted to ask you what is the biggest myth about Soros, or what what does the fish shaking at Soros as the scapegoat? What does that get wrong? Is there anything that you thought maybe he was a he was a villain behind this, but it turned out maybe he's not? Maybe that's overstated. Is there any kind of any anything we um, get wrong about him? Well, I mean, I would have to be sort of broad on the answer, and that it's just the you know random internet commentator saying, "Oh, this thing I don't like is Soros." I mean, mm-hmm. there's not really any like substantive allegations of oh, this huge allegation, uh, huge organization we thought was Soros backed wasn't. Um, so nothing like that. The one thing I thought is the first chapter is more biographical. That whole um, very infamous 60 Minutes interview Soros did where we talked about basically helping the Nazis in Hungary yeah. and we felt no remorse. I had read so much about that being out of context that I thought, okay, maybe that's one thing that was sort of overhyped, but I'll include it in the book to be fair and say actually that was this. Can you, summarize totally the, can you summarize the accusation quickly? Because I only know of it yeah. generally and I'm sure not everyone does. So when Nazi Germany would invade a country, they would set up so-called Jewish councils um, where they'd recruit local Jews to sort of do their bidding and you know mm-hmm. tell people they're getting deported or their goods are going to be confiscated. Um, and many of those Jews kind of were under this false impression that they would be spared. Most of them were not. Uh, but Soros joined one of them um, very enthusiastically, delivered papers to Jews. And we know the reason he was enthusiastic is because Soros' own father wrote an autobiography and mentions that in it. Um, so, and, and, and a, a very uh, – I don't know, infamous or, or, or famous interview he did with 60 Minutes. He he was talking about it in the interview was was saying and he, you know, employed the just following orders defense. But, you know, if you're just following orders with the Nazis, you'd at least follow it up with, you know, I did what I had to do to survive. But God, am I not proud of it? Or God, I, you know, I, I feel so horrible. And he took the opposite approach. He, it was I'm just following orders and I feel no remorse at all. Um, now, 
it's it's oddly difficult to find that interview online. Like I couldn't, I don't think I could huh. find it on YouTube, the full thing. I had to find some weird archive transcript from 60 Minutes. So I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I, I get the guy doesn't have the, the ability to censor the internet, but there is some sort of coordinated effort to hide that. And all these Soros-funded publications or, or Soros-connected publications, which is, I mean, I've proven the book includes like Washington Post, NPR, all these mainstream sources, all are sort of doing his coverage for that. And the, the most interesting thing about Soros is he's very transparent about who he is. He's very open about his own narcissism, um, that even his philanthropy is sort of for him that is motivated by, by greed. This is the one thing it seems like he sort of realized, oh, I messed up and shouldn't have admitted that. Um, hmm. And it's trying to sort of cover that up. So I go into a decent amount of detail in that to prove that, yes, it's exactly what the uh, you know, quote unquote conspiracy theory say is. All right. Well, I, I, yeah. I learn about uh, all the DAs, learn about the accusations of Nazi assistance and everything else in Matt Palumbo's book coming out again, December 21st, I believe is uh yep. launch date. It might yeah. get a, it might get postponed a bit due to the legal review because the, oh. I'm not kidding. They, they said I was, there's some parts where I was basically too much of a dick that it might get a suit. So they were like, oh. just rewrite, oh, job, rewrite these, rewrite these certain things you said. So I got to, you know, fix that up. But after that, it should be, uh, now well, the, the book is The Man Behind the Curtain Inside the Secret Network of George Soros. And uh, you can pre-order now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble IC. Is, is there anywhere else we should send people if they're looking to get in uh, get access to the book? I heard it's on all those other random sites like Books A Million and stuff if you search it, but I haven't checked myself. But yeah, Amazon and Barnes & Noble are the main two. All right. Well, it releases December 21st. That's our guest, Matt Palumbo, content manager at BonginoReport.com and author of several other interesting and excellent books, as we've discussed in the past. It's Matt Palumbo 12 on Twitter. If you're not yet banned anywhere else that you'd like to send people, if they'd like to follow your work. Uh, unfortunately, I'm only on Twitter. So. All right. Twitter it is. Well, thank you for stopping by and congratulations on the book. Thank you. Thanks again to Matt Palumbo. His book is The Man Behind the Curtain Inside the Secret Network of George Soros. And that's linked in the description if you'd like to check it out. Thanks again to Matt for stopping by. Before we get out of here tonight, we do have a case of hoax hate. And of course, the movie review is in Bruges. So without further ado, it's that time of the evening. <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Did you happen to watch this video story beforehand? Thanks for joining yeah. us for the news at five. Our top story oh, tonight. Up. The video audio played. Get out of here. All right, hold on. So you did watch it beforehand. I was curious to see your reaction to one of the uh, the people alleging this particular hate crime. Um, 
Last weekend, of course, was the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and a severed pig's head and an anti-Muslim message were left outside a mosque in Austin, Texas. It really had nothing to do with this kid who's virtue signaling all about it. I think it really offended me how they had that, I mean, how they had that pig's head up there and that really hurtful message. Walid Hadar woke I mean, up to this know, early Saturday like morning, a message that read, quote, Muslims, you are as unclean to God as a pig is to you. Have your idolatry washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I almost felt like a stranger for some time because, I mean, this is... I mean, this is my country. I'm an American. Regardless of what your faith is, there's not that much of a difference between us. A crime care director, Faison Saeed, says was believed to have happened late Friday night, right before worshipers got there. Saeed says the Austin Police Department is investigating. Well, Walid is looking at it this way. I know firsthand, having been in this school, having lived in Austin my entire life, that there's much more love than hate in the world. And I think it's important to focus on that. Ugh, I God. was outraged when I, I saw this. <laughs> brown Urkel over here. Um, you know how like black people well, wait, speak isn't in Urkel brown Urkel? Well, I guess Urkel's He's black, black Urkel. Urkel. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Don't mince words. Right, uh, you sorry. know how black people speak in Ebonics, so we can always tell. You know, in the notes, something about that was like the diction of a Muslim person. The, the writing is what does it for me. Yeah, the uh, it's like I, Quran writing. Muslims, you are as unclean to God as a pig is to you. That that sounds like Islamic phrasing. I'm going to go out on a limb. Islamic phrase. There it is. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's what I was going for. On Tuesday, the Austin Police Department announced it had assigned its hate crimes review committee to investigate the incident by examining video and trying to identify witnesses. So far, no suspects or arrests. Uh, I really <laughs> I, I don't have. A lot more points to uh, a lot more points to consider to lead me to believe this is a likely hoax other than the phrasing on the fence and the insufferable virtue signaling of the kid at the center of it. But uh, behind this is some white Christian band girl that won't (laughs) let her finger him finger bang her on the bus or something. Ah, that's 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 the true origin. Well, once the Austin Police Department's hate crimes review committee gets to the bottom of it we will assuredly update God, the story waste of everybody's time i kind of feel for this kid though uh why Sucks is that? for him i don't know because he's ugly and he's foreign and nobody likes him and no girl <laughs> will go out with him and he's like maybe if i just appeal to the stupidity of the of the white american nominally christian teenager like somebody will let me see their underwear you see right? that face in your video share right now that says how dare you that's what he's saying right now this is my country you know that life is gonna suck you know if he lived in whatever nation he's from he'd probably have like seven wives already (laughs) he'd get to kill gays all day it'd be awesome like self-deportation like blonde was saying self-deport austin is my home why yeah why go back to (laughs) pakistan afghanistan iran i don't even know throw a dart at the map (laughs) (laughs) well on that note uh It's time for the movie review this evening, and tonight it is in Bruges. In a world of movie references flying over his head, (laughs) one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. 
first, I will mention the thoughts from James, our movie nominator. And I have to say at the top, uh, I, I unfairly maligned or at least implicitly maligned James, our movie nominator last week because I didn't know what was going on with our vote system. It was totally right. broken. It was just broken. So I've updated the system. Please bear with me because the, the audience participation portion of this might be a little rocky until that system gets ironed out. But yeah, uh, not James's fault. The, the voting system was totally busted and it should be resolved now. Anyway, thank you for your nominations, James. And this week, James says about in Bruges, uh, my favorite black comedy chock full of incredible one liners. So, uh, I, this is probably the first, time. I know that we were supposed to be doing this blindly, but I was kind of tipped to your opinion of Sicario last week. So I have no idea what you thought of in Bruges. And I don't, oh, I don't great. know. That, I don't think you have any idea what I thought of it either. I don't. I, I, do you put your reviews before the show on? Yes. The I usually post them on Saturday night. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I will. I will not cheat, but I, yeah. I have no idea what you thought about it. Do you want to, uh, you want to go first? Do you want me up first? Um, okay. I'll go first. All right. All so right. this is a, this is a dark comedy about uh, two Irish hitmen. And one of them is, uh, erudite and worldly and the other one is kind of like this uh like a like a meathead like an irish meathead mm. um and they're sent to bruges but which is in belgium it's a it's a medieval town of miraculously well well-maintained medieval town um they're sent to bruges by their uh what's what should you call him ralph fine's character he's like a boss he's like the hitman boss i don't know yeah yeah yeah, he's like their boss. They, they don't go in too much uh, about who he's working for, or why people are getting killed, or whatever. Um, but it, I was I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I have mm. very low expectations because Colin Farrell's kind of a joke of an actor. Uh, but I love Ralph Fiennes, and um, and, and I, I I really liked this. I really liked it. There were some one liners that had me just laugh, like spitting my my drink out, laughing out loud. Um, and I thought the first half was, was very interesting. And then all the things that I predicted, uh, that were going to happen, um, ended up not happening. So I guess it was, mm. it was not a particularly predictable plot, which I like. Um, but the foreshadowing was there. If it you was could there. See it. Yeah. Yeah. It was there. So that was a nice surprise. And then my favorite thing about it was, was I loved this, this commentary about Bruges and how they, they use the town to develop the characters. Mm. Um, like Ken was this history buff and he's like, you know, it's Jesus Christ blood and, and Ray's like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Can I leave? Like, I just want to get <laughs> yeah. out of here and try to bang this hot girl. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely like that. I, I did have a few things that I disliked about it. Uh, just in general. And this might be something that's just about me, but I, I don't like films where it feels like, uh, people's, um, their their story is interconnected and like they're they're destined to complete each other's fate. Hmm. I just kind of feel intellectually insulted by those stories. I think that they're like a train on the track. They become too plot driven, and so there was a bit of that. But the the uh, the other side to that is that um this was this story was a lot about people choosing their own fate. Uh, like Ken killing himself mm -hmm. and basically, yeah, he probably would have died anyway, but killing himself and then, and then Ralph Fiennes character killing himself just so he can uphold the principle. I was thinking about, about you when he did oh, that. You, Cause you know, I love that part. Yeah. Because yeah, cause he's like, you gotta be a man of principles. <laughs> Bang. And, yeah, yeah. And you know, he, he really, he really saw it through. Um, but then the, the whole, the whole ending scene, uh, with the midget being like the boy that, 
that uh, Ray had accidentally killed. I kind of felt like it was this perfect ending and it was wrapped up so tidily, tidily, but, but I also kind of felt like I'd been had a little bit, Hmm. you know, like it was just too, a little too on the nose. Um, that being said, I, I really liked it. I gave it four out of five wikis. Well, I will spoil my rating and say, I actually gave it the same rating. And that is the movie started very slow for me. And at first I thought, Oh my God, am I watching some rom-com that I'm going to (laughs) hate? And by the end, it really won me over for a variety of reasons. The joke about um, the Uzi, I bet you like that. Oh, the first thing that I <laughs> that I note in in my positives here is that the writing and the jokes were really well done. And of course, yeah. a lot of that is that it couldn't be written today. Part of yes. it is that it's edgy and crude. That's not all of it. There's there's intelligence to it beyond just that. But the joke, if you guys haven't seen it, one of the, the assassin boss is selecting his firearm. And there's a whole bunch of them on the table. And he goes, an Uzi? What the hell's that for? I, I, I'm not trying to commit a drive-by of 20 black 10-year-olds in South Los Angeles. Give me a regular gun for a regular person. I thought, Holy shit. And of course, even before that, you had Colin Farrell's character, uh, Ray, make the joke about balancing a seesaw between a, <laughs> a, a woman of size and color yeah. and a midget. Yeah, yeah. And this, you know what the scene that won me over was? You know when I decided, okay, this movie is actually for me. It's the midget race war dialogue when they're all doing coke and he starts talking about the coming race war. It's the war where (laughs) you won't have to pick your team, man. Your team is decided for you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, okay. I'm on board. I also like the dialogue with with the prostitute. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. I knew I was in then, but but as I was saying, to say that it's just edgy or, or crude humor is not a complete credit to this movie because it has a lot of subtlety and a lot of intelligence in its writing. I really love the scene where um, Harry, the hitman uh, boss is, ch- is chasing after Ray and they end up in the hotel and the hotel owner is like, what, what are you guys doing? Stop, stop. Why don't you guys just put yeah. down your guns? Don't be stupid. This is the shootout. And they this start strategizing <laughs> about how they're going to do this, but respectfully to her. So as not to right. put her in danger. I loved that scene. Um, Frankly, the midget character, uh, Jimmy, stole uh, he he stole the show. He made the movie for me and not just with his character being really funny, but the way everyone's character interacted with him and the way he tied up the plot at the end by being the boy. If people haven't seen this spoiler alert, obviously, but the whole premise is that 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 Ray Colin Farrell's character is a hitman who botched the assassination of a priest and accidentally killed a young boy in the church when he did it. And the, the vendetta against Ray is, well, you can't kill a kid and expect to get away with it. Mm-hmm. In the process of killing him for that, he accidentally shoots Jimmy the midget, believes it to be a boy. Well, I am a man of my principles. And that's, that's my last point on things I loved. Of course, in our discussion of politics and news and culture and all that, it's, it's, it's joked metaphorically that I will stick up for principles until I kill myself by doing it. But that actually <laughs> happened in this movie. Yeah. The foreshadowing there of, man, if I killed a kid in that way, I would I would end myself immediately. Uh, Harry says that. And then lo and behold, he does that or at least believes he does after seeing Jimmy's body and, and delivers the line. You've got to stick to your principles. And he just seeing a fictional depiction of exactly what we've talked about on this show so many times. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and and I, I, I just thought that. Even the jokes about that aside, the way it the way they everything was tied together in that way, I thought was really clever and really interesting. Like I was saying, the foreshadowing was there all along. If you if you really paid attention, my my knocks on this movie, they're they're 
pretty ticky tack, to be honest. They're not. Uh, there's not a lot of. Um, I stuff figured I you would have not this. liked the somewhat ambiguous ending. Is that exactly? One you nailed one because I don't like those. Yeah. But I also one thing. Some of the jokes were so subtle that I thought they were kind of left on the table. One of the early scenes that I liked was the scene with the fat Americans yeah. and him making fun of them and the, the fat guy chasing after him, but running out of breath. And then he escapes. And later in the movie, Harry and Ken are trying to go to the tower and the ticket salesman guy says, well, you can't go up there. It's closed because some fat American had a heart attack. And it's an <laughs> obvious callback to right. that prior joke, but it was so subtle that you can easily miss it. I almost wanted that one to, to hit a little harder or be drunk. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm asking that, to be spoon You were fed. in the weeds. You were yeah, in the it, weeds there. Sounds that, like you really liked it. Yeah, exactly. It's like my complaint is like, man, you hit like nine jokes and left one maybe on the table or it didn't I don't land. Know. As, I, I got that. It was loud yeah. and clear. Even that is like the the joke was there. It's just like I, I wish it hit harder is all. That's all. Um, but it you're, was you're, surprising. It was a surprising movie. I'm I was very pleased. Yeah. And you're, you're exactly right on the ending. I like to have the ending. I want to know what the writer's intent on the ending is. Don't make me imagine what the ending is. Ray gets into the into the ambulance after being shot by Harry. Harry has killed himself. Ken has killed himself. Jimmy's dead from being shot, incidentally, by Harry. Ray is loaded into the ambulance saying he's finally, at least if he dies, he's escaping Bruges. Because who the hell would right. want to be in fucking Bruges, he says. And I loved all that, too. Uh, you know, when he's saying, like, uh, when Harry's saying to... Ken, like, what did what did he like about being in Brood? He's, he said it's like a fucking fairy tale. Yeah, <laughs> he was so pleased. <laughs> so like you're supposed to here. decide: did Harry, um, kind of, or did Ray kind of kill himself through his choices, like the rest of the cast members, or um, did he get a second chance at life? You kind of decide that for yourself. I'm not a fan of that, but if that's your style, that's fine. So I. Well, he I was also, a piece of shit, so I didn't feel really hung up on whether or not yeah. he was redeemed. Because fundamentally, he was an asshole. Like, he wasn't a child killer, but he was an assassin, and he was arbitrarily killed. We have no idea why he killed the priest. Well, he was a child killer. He just wasn't an intentional one, that's all. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a four wiki rating for me. Solid rating. Mm. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Let's see what the rest <laughs> yeah. of, of dangerous the, spaces. Uh, what? If I grew up on a farm and was retarded, Bruges might impress me, but it does. But I didn't, so it doesn't. Yeah, that that was one that made me laugh out loud too. <laughs> there are a lot of good lines in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the early vote on in Bruges is right in line with where we are. Four wikis, um, hovering between hey. a three and a and a five. Uh, so and very few people giving this low marks so far. So the early vote is pretty well aligned with what we thought about it. Uh, next week will be the last of James nominations for September. It's the last of you, James. As I mentioned, last week's vote was kind of broken. So I, I don't have a way to just redo the vote. I just got to go with what got the most votes, even though the vote tally was not functioning the way that it should. But we'll go with what did get the most votes, which was um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. So we'll watch that for next week. And uh, after that, we have a new movie nominator for October. That is listener Mad Murdoch. Don't and, fuck uh, it up, dude. Well, the nominations are everyone's entitled to their to their uh, nominations, of course. But I think these are pretty solid picks, in, in my opinion. Uh, the. Eight movies that he has proposed for October that are open to vote now. Idiocracy, uh, John Wick, The Goonies, 
Alita, Battle Angel, Dogma, Mall Rats, Ready Player One, and Star Trek. Sweet. Idiocracy okay. with the early lead. Um, full disclosure, I've seen that's that's the only movie that we potentially will review that I have seen already. Wow, that's the only one. I won't I won't say my opinion on it so that we can have the fidelity of the review, but I have seen it before. Well, everybody loves Idiocracy and Mike Judge. Maybe I'll just give it a, a one wiki review. Just to- I will come to your house and murder you, I swear to God. Yeah. Welcome to Costco. We love you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it looks like that Idiocracy's have got an early lead on that, so potentially that will be up on the first Sunday in October. Uh, reminder, the one and only place you can read my uh, weekly movie reviews, comment on how wrong I am, submit your own rating, uh, vote for the next movie and sign up for the chance to nominate movies like Lucky Listeners, Mad Murdoch for October and James for September did. Uh, the one place to do that is my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com. And that'll do it as far as a show. Uh, we definitely have to catch up with chat before we get out of here, of course. Pretty good show. Pretty, pretty yeah. good. Thanks, Nikki, for making it at least a little fun for once. I mean, the I news, know. not the show, but the news. You get what I'm saying? Seriously, I yeah. I really needed that. Maybe it was, kind of emotional. It was encouraging, yeah. I uh, sent my mom the video for Anaconda. Have you ever seen it? The the movie Anaconda? Oh, no. The, no. Her song. No, uh, music video. No. You got to watch it tonight with Ping too. Got to watch it. Ping, it I know you're listening. Oh my God. Well, it's, it, I remember being so shocked when I saw it, but now that I've seen WAP, it looks like child's play. It's, it's tame. Just, yeah. Well, it's what, so wholesome. By the same, as I was saying earlier, why, and kind of what Phil was saying too, why do I have to like her degenerate music videos? I don't give a shit about her degenerate music videos. I just, I like the, the, the because message she's delivering at the moment. That's true, but it's starting to make me think that she has more substance as an individual, which makes me think that maybe she has more substance as an artist than I thought. The uh, deep poetry of Anaconda. I will evaluate. Oh, it's it's a, you know, I told you. I told you what that line is. I let him hit it because he's slaying cocaine. (laughs) He tossed my salad like his name, Romaine. I'm just saying, maybe there's something here, guys. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do some super chats. Do you want to do some on? I almost said Vimeo. Where am I? Uh, Vimeo is a thing, though. Is it? I do have. I, yeah, it's. We're not on it, but it is a thing. <laughs> on Megan, Rumble, on yes, the YouTube. Right. Well, I, I, good, good chance for an update. Yeah, I still am not able to read Rumble super chats, although we do oh, appreciate fine. them. Um, but Tippy Stream, if you're on Rumble, is the place that we can do that. And as Rumble's features roll out, I will stay updated on that, of course. But over on Tippy Stream, Megan says, uh, favorite part about the Nikki story, listening to people who did nothing but praise her as a lyrical genius, um, girl boss, superwoman icon, now screech and whine that she's nothing but a stupid a stupid hoe whose only value is her racy music videos. Yeah, it's an uh, interesting reversal. Uh <laughs> But but as you can see, again, you go to uh, certain Instagram comment sections. Nikki's fan base is uh, very loyal. So not everyone is turning on her. (laughs) Not everyone is. There are certain people who are, uh, I would say, I would say taking up the metaphorical sword for her. But it's more like taking up the literal sword for Nikki. So I think she'll be unregistered gun. (laughs) The serial is filed off, even if you wanted to (laughs) file paperwork. Uh, anyway uh <laughs> i have to pronounce very carefully no knickers <gasps> ck knickers 
He just hates wearing underwear. Aloud, as in spoken out loud. My gut uh, tells me that the Minaj, <laughs> a.k.a. Gross Black Barbie, is that her name? I don't know. That that thing is controlled opposition, even if it awakens enough normies that it might be worth it. Hope that I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I, 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 I buy know. it as genuine, personally. I don't think that it's I don't think it's Nicki Minaj fake. is genuine. Larry Elder is controlled opposition. Changed my mind. Why is Larry Elder controlled up? He's been doing this forever. I don't know, man. Hmm. He's got a commercial on Fox News. <laughs> Nicki Minaj will soon as well. So. <laughs> yeah. She's she's I saw a mock like, you know, photoshops of her uh, speaking at CPAC and things like that. We're not far <laughs> off. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> She's got her hair and her boobs. Yeah. Knuckle hunky buck. There I did it. You did it. I have come here to lix- listen to Nicki Minaj and shove marbles up my ass and I'm all out of marbles. Great adaptation. And of course, now I know the movie line. So everything's yep. coming together. That just had everything, didn't it? Yeah. Th- I just the the point that she's making is is important there, but I love the way it was phrased, too. And it, it's it's sort of the same thing you've been thinking about Dr. Fauci. It's if Dr. Fauci came out tomorrow, we've talked about it. if Dr. Fauci came out tomorrow and said, you have to shove a thumb up your ass to stop coronavirus. Nobody who shoves a thumb up their ass has had a severe case. What percentage of society of our country would shove a thumb up their ass and walk around like that? It's not zero. Well, I mean, that's less risk than uh, getting a vaccine, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what the adverse effects of uh, thumb think, sodomy are. Yeah, but I, I think that, that that's <laughs> a, probably a low risk sodomy. event. Yeah. No, but it's just something to think about by the same, whether it's the Democratic Party establishment or Dr. Fauci, we've accepted certain authorities, Dr. Fauci, if you're, you know, progressive uh, COVIDian or if you're just a black person in general, you're supposed to accept the dictates of the Democratic Party. That's the point that she's making. If they tell you to do something insane, you must do it. Because why? Because they're looking out for you in any other context. That's just a boss. That's just a a slave master if you want to go to that extreme yep. of an extent. But that's her point. Like, do it for your own reasons, not because some boss told you to. Uh, just a couple more here. Just your standard RWDS says, in seven months, I've gone from zero words to getting pretty close to... <laughs> what? He's gone from zero words to getting pretty close to 14 words. Okay. Yep. That's Join one way to, club. That's one way up, to phrase it. I disavow this radicalization. Phil, speaking of radicalization, you're the only disavow. one on the show that has said the 14 words. That's true. I, yeah, I, 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 that's true. That did happen once. Phil says it was in context, Susan. Don't worry about it. Phil says more agents of the state feeling the ire of the general population is good. They need to remember their pensions won't save them if they betray their neighbors. Well, yeah, it's a, it, when the, what's the, what's the saying or the phrase when the government fears the people, there is Liberty. Uh, maybe, maybe respect is a more appropriate word. I can make the case for fear if you want, but the point is when the government fails to respect your basic rights, um, they, they've ceased to, to uphold their only purpose, but they're abusing right. you. And so when they, are forced to have that respect, which is another way of phrasing that fear. That means that that freedom and liberty are upheld. That, but that has to be the natural order of things. There yes. have to be, yes. there have to be consequences. And um, you know, back in prior, more disavowable times, there were consequences. We don't do that anymore. Nope. Bring back heads on pies. Although that was never really our jam in this country. No. Um, 
Maybe it's time for a new age, you know? We already had tar and feather talk last week. We can't do that again. Okay. Weren't we monetized? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think the tar and feather talk (laughs) really bothered Susan. Sorry, Susan. We weren't talking about you, you stupid hoe. She has a song called Stupid Hoe, and I think she just says stupid hoe in it. I'll have to listen to that tonight, too. You'll probably like that one since you like Baby Shark, you monster. Are you (laughs) good over there? I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jonathan Showalter, I read that one. Polaris, in regards to Kyle Rittenhouse's case, the prosecutor sucks, the judge's judge base, the defense is on point. I mm. honestly have n- not really been following it. The only thing I've seen recently, and I did put it in the show notes, but I had to scrap it for time, and I figure it'll become more relevant once the trial approaches. There's new video that has emerged from the prosecution that shows Kyle Rittenhouse at a different prior date watching rioters and looters saying, man, I wish I had my AR. I would fire a few rounds into there. He's watching the mob. Yeah. It's not the same day. It's not the same event. It's not. It's it's a totally different situation. But yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's not going to look good. No, the prosecution now has video of him saying basically, uh, yes, someone should shoot those rioters over there, which I mean, we all agree, Kyle Rittenhouse, but you don't do it. (laughs) I strictly speaking, it's irrelevant to me because it's, it's a different day. A different it's day. a different context. Mm. Who know? We don't. He's talking to his friend who's recording on his phone. You know, people say yeah. some shit. They really do. If that's evidence of criminality on a different day, then we're all in a lot of trouble, I think. But it's not my opinion that matters. Of course, it's it's can you demonstrate intent yeah. to a jury? And maybe it's relevant in that way. I don't think it is to me. It's not. But will the jury I wonder agree? if it's going to be so it's admissible? I don't know. I just know that the prosecution is in possession of it. That's all I know. Mm, okay. Uh, mostly peaceful gun owner says preemptively, Susan, always <laughs> preemptively. Aggressively, Susan. Mm, yeah. Fat hooligan. Hey, Matt, I missed the last few live shows, but wanted to send my support to you and your growing family. Oh, thank you. Are you pregnant? Uh, I, I, I'm not revealing anything in the moment. That's not, that's not how I operate. Wait till you get to three months. Best yeah. of luck to you as you perform your fatherly duties. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you. And things are things are going well. Actually, uh, this is the tonight is the first night that it will be just us, as in my wife and my son and I and the dog, and no other family. This will be the really? first night since he was born that there's nobody. So we're on our own. Oh, and yeah. I think uh, I think we're all set. And this is the first stream my wife has had dog and child duties all on her own as well. Wow. So. I think Did you play that great story compelling and rich clip when I was telling you about my daughter? <laughs> you motherfucker. I wish I had that button. Maybe. I want the power. <laughs> my daughter put her arm in the toilet and I was sitting on the toilet. It was a great story. No, but I, I, I like pushed her away and then she face planted. It's like when you injure your own kid, it's a whole different. It's okay. <sighs> fine. For my own story. I'll, I'll do it to myself for my own story. It's not of, the uh, same. I want the power. I want equal rights story. as a woman. Compelling and rich. <laughs> okay. That, that's the one principle equal you'll never rights. violate. Come yeah, on. Totally. I yeah. just be playing that all the time. Um, yeah. I caught my first tube this morning says what shocked me about this cartel video <laughs> ew, was how they just accepted their fate. No fight or attempt to escape. It doesn't fill me with confidence uh, when the metaphorical chainsaw is at our necks. Yeah, there must have been no way to escape, right? Is he talking about the montage? Which which cartel be. video? Yeah. Well, there's a I mean there's so many executions in there. I don't even know which one you're talking <laughs> about. So but yeah, many. there are a lot of people who are like, "All right, this is happening, I guess. He's going to yeah. slip my throat with a chainsaw." Okay. You, there's That's probably there's, not a terrible way to go. Uh the the footage 
would suggest otherwise. Yeah. Why am I laughing? It's, you won't be laughing if you watch the video. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'm not going to watch that. Miris Micmac says the banking clan is up to something. Okay. Here's 15 Norwegian oil money for our defense fund. Okay. <laughs> Thank I see you. what you're doing there. Thank you. Grim turd. It's not about a cousin from Trinidad's balls. Nikki asking what all the rest of us have been this whole time. Why can't I be apprehensive? Why can't I ask questions? Of course. Yeah, exactly. Why can't I evaluate for myself what goes into my body and frankly have whatever weird ass opinions I want about it? It's like Joe Biden standing up there in his press conference saying to the unvaccinated. What more do you need? Whatever the hell I want. My judgment might be moronic, might be totally stupid, but it's mine to make. I can cite. The flying spaghetti monster is my reason if I want. Yep. You might say that's, that's dumb, so but true. that's my that's my right to do. Two A education just wanted to say hi and keep up the good fight. Thank you as always. Well, you thank, you. thank you, and so uh, all the best on your channel as well, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, the Simpsons since 1990. We'll be hearing your show tomorrow morning while my mom is having surgery. Any good mm. vibes? Appreciated. You guys always provide laughter and anger to my Monday mornings. Thanks for what you do. I'll keep her in my prayers. Thank you for that. That's the combination we aim for. So appreciate <laughs> so, it. All the best to uh, you and your mom and, and your family. And thanks for tuning in. Boogeyman 917. Who thought Nicki Minaj could be the hero that we need at this moment in time? And here I thought Cardi B had stolen her career. They're totally They're totally different. I, I legit Latin. confused them on the Wednesday stream. I thought I thought Nicki Minaj was the WAP lady. Is your fatal mistake, man? Yeah. Matt Wilkerson, my public school kindergarten teacher, commie educated girlfriend, had our first baby recently. We're working on moving her to the right politically. Any notes? Uh, uh, mandate? Why don't you adopt some of the the Muslim teachings on how to treat your wife? Public school kindergarten teacher, commie educated girlfriend. There's so much. Had our first baby. What the fuck? Well, there's a, there's a lot about uh, there's a lot about family life that tends to make women specifically more conservative. Um, if you uh, if you remember the 2020 voting data, married women were one of the biggest voting blocks for Trump, even over, I believe, over married men, even. So women, when they're unmarried and don't have families, are, of course, strong Democrat or leftist or progressive voters. But as soon as they have a family, when they're married, yeah. when they have a kid, that flips pretty drastically. Totally. Yeah. So. And she you, probably wants to uh, get married because you, she just had your baby. So why don't you um, ultimatum her with that ring? What's the ultimatum, though? You're going to think like this and you're going to oh. quit your stupid job and then I'll marry you. <laughs> I see. Um, how about, uh, will you accept this ring and build a life with me that we will both cherish? <laughs> you know, like, let's, let's phrase it. That is exactly what I just said. What, <laughs> yeah, what's exactly. wrong with you? Listen, yeah. bitch. Um, <laughs> but the truth is, listen, bitch, phrased much more lovingly is, <laughs> it's a pretty effective strategy. It really is. Yeah. Room. Yeah. Marilyn Pete, uh, NFL week two update, still gay in memoriam Norm McDonald. I know. I'm so yeah. sad. It was just such a terrible week. I heard Norm McDonald was dead, and I was like, no. And you know, the most the normiest thing he did was he was dying of ca- of cancer for nine years and he didn't tell anybody because he didn't want his image to be associated with sadness or grief. Wow. I uh I I, I can't claim to be uh 
a, a huge Norm fan. Not that I didn't like him. It's just I, I'm not. I haven't consumed a ton of his material. But as far as uh, he's the kind of guy, at least from what I have listened to, that could make even a bad or mediocre joke funny with his delivery. <laughs> Top tier deadpan delivery. Yeah. Yeah. You got to admire that. Really good stuff. <sighs> Love me some Norm. Slugs 42, due to mandates by the military, I was required to get the vaccine. And since then, I've been recurring. I've had recurring chest pains and my wife has not been able to get pregnant despite us trying for months. Oh, mm. well, the good thing about the fertility thing is that it's um, more likely to affect women than men. Even if it jacks with your fertility, sperm do regenerate every 90 days. So that might be totally unrelated. Um and the chest pain. I don't know. I'd get that checked out. Hmm. Well, By a best. witch and doctor. <laughs> yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Properly qualified. Thank you and all the best. Yes. Incompetent hands. I like to imagine Joe Biden as uh, is of stable mind. But Super Chatter Phil is writing his speeches and notes. So Biden is constantly having to vamp on the fly like Matt. Take the Phil <laughs> pill with me. Maybe that's it. Maybe Phil is writing his speeches, so he's really having to uh, stammer and uh, evaluate what to say in the moment. Maybe maybe that would explain a lot, because as soon as I start reading Phil's super chats, I definitely sound a lot more like Joe Biden. I will freely admit (laughs) that. Where am I? Yeah. Um, Eric Burns, Marge. Um, Based on California exit polls, it wasn't fortification. It was retardation. Yeah, people there are uh, pretty dumb. Yeah. That's fair to say. <laughs> Mojack 420. Uh, it's just a list of all the people that are Jewish in government. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and Pfizer CEO, uh, Ethan Johnson. If either of you dislike or say something negative about in Bruges, um, also Millie proved it to me. Officers don't have the values of the military, nor do they care about us enlisted. 619 days mm. till freedom. Oh, man, if I were military, I'd be so fucking pissed off about this right now i bet everybody hates him uh, yeah well uh, yeah you're shedding guys like the uh, marine officer we talked about weeks ago and you're not just um putting guys like millie in power but preserving his power despite his demonstrated lack of allegiance yeah. to you know, it was you're allowed to have your questions about the president you're allowed to have your own political thoughts but man to vocally subvert go around the chain of command and really not be apologetic about it and just yeah. say, oh, this is actually routine. Like, dude, what if that's accurate? That's not routine. That is taking away the constitutional power of the president of the United States as the commander of, uh, in chief. Exactly. Yep. JV dude 9061. I just became an uncle a few hours ago. I'm so happy for my brother and sister-in-law for bringing the most beautiful baby girl into the world. I just want to tell everyone congratulations. How lovely. Excellent. And congratulations. Glad to hear it. Brady Noreen, to understand what's funky with the pandemic, read the book Contagion Myth, why viruses, including coronavirus, are not the cause of disease. Sounds crazy, but is 100% true. Please read it. I'm right there with you. All right. This is a pandemic. The Geth. I'm pretty hopeless on the right winning anything because most of them still back the blue. Is there any way to deprogram the police worship? When police start arresting us for uh, non-vaccine compliance, I'm pretty sure that uh, everybody's going to be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, well, back the blue, like anything, y- you can't have, you have to have allegiance to values. You have to have allegiance to principles, not to a group of people. A group of people, right. I, I believe that police um, are necessary. I believe that they 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 
provide an important service um, and when they're securing the rights of the people as, as they're supposed to be doing, um, of course I'm pro-police. But when yeah. police officers are kicking down your door to demand your vaccine papers or otherwise <laughs> seize your property because the barrel of your rifle is too short in violation of constitutionally protected rights, well, then I'm not, I'm not going to be pro-police in that setting, but it's, it's, it's like saying that you're pro-president or pro-Congress. Well, what are they doing? I mean, the Why? institution is right. legitimate when it serves its legitimate purposes and when it mm-hmm. acts according to its legitimate constraints. But other than that, no institution is inherently deserving of loyalty. It depends That's what values they... why I hate when they... people say, um, I, I respect the presidency. Uh, you know, as a... What? <laughs> I think they mean the, the office, I guess. Yeah, but but why why would you respect why would you respect the office? Like they're always like, oh, I um I, I grant all presidents a certain level of respect because I respect the office. That's so stupid. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand what they're saying. I suppose you respect the the institution of the office itself. It doesn't mean you have to like the guy. Well, yeah, but that's what people are doing with police, which I think is um, stupid. Well, is it though? Like I. I I can say that I respect police officers by default and I do, but if they prove themselves unworthy of that respect, if they betray their oaths, then yeah, I have no level of respect for them. But I guess I think we need to switch that that default position. There's where I get behind Nicki Minaj. We should be inherently distrustful of all institutional and authority figures. Well, I think that you demand accountability, obviously, but I also worry about, I mean, we talk about all the time about the value of a high trust society if everybody walks around with zero to low trust of law enforcement, you have, I mean, I guess the, the desirable end in there is that law enforcement is abandoned or rebuilt into something better, but everyone walking around having no trust for the institutions means that conf, that means that conflict is coming. Yeah. But that why might be the right we, decision. Why should we but, trust these institutions? Why should we? Well, they have to earn it. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and they've got to earn it. yeah, I, I can agree to that. Um, let's see. Pep says, I uh, spent the day with the grandkids. I believe I will fight harder for them than I would for my adult children as much as I love them. Blonde, I'm a dude. Surprised you forgot. Lol. Keep up the good work. Did I? I'm sorry, Pep. I don't remember what I said to you, but my guess is that it was hurtful because that's how I roll. <laughs> I, I suppose so. Uh, All the best to you. Thank you Regarding antibodies, check out the paper. SARS-CoV-2 infection induces long-lived bone marrow plasma cells in humans from nature. TLDR, it's very common for antibody levels to drop in the first four months and still have immunity. It's fucking bullshit, though. Why should I get, have to get the vaccine? I've had it before. Because they, like, they don't care about immunity. They care about something else. I, I haven't quite figured it out, but it's not immunity. I'll Control. tell you that much. Yeah. Robin D. Banks, the triumphant return of Darren Lamont Jenkins. If we learned anything from this weekend, it's that CDC cops really suck at spot the Fed. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DC cops is what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, Arches Montana have been tuning in since your first podcast. Always appreciate your consistency. Even if we disagree sometimes, congrats on the new bub, Matt, my wife and I just had our first bub six weeks ago too. Cool. Is your baby already six weeks old? Uh, no, he's talking about their baby, right? He said two. No, wait, 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 wait. He says my, my wife and I had our first baby six weeks ago. Two. Oh, two. I think, yeah, I think he just means, uh, yeah, they had a child. When also, was your baby born? But that was two weeks ago. <laughs> that was four days okay. ago, five days ago. Yeah, really? It was yeah. two weeks ago, though? Yeah. With the baby's birthday? It was uh, September 2nd, so two weeks in a couple of days. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. I was like, seriously? Okay. That made me think that I was insane for a second. Uh, P. Daniel Todd. In my opinion, if Woodard's report is true, Millie violated the Espionage Act and because he talked about nukes, the prescribed penalty is death. This is what the Rosenbergs were convicted of. I would think it was so awesome if we did that, but we don't we don't have this. That was a callback to um weren't we curious about prior treason executions yes. or something like that? That 1947, was 1947. Yeah. yeah. Um Robin D. Banks. Crap. Uh, I got it. Uh, okay. th- this local cop showing up with a gun is totally going to get charged with uh, with attempting an actual armed insurrection, right? If they're charging a furry in Buffalo cosplay, they need to charge this dude. Well, they did arrest him, but the 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 uh, article I saw reporting on the charges did not actually mention him, mm. the police officer or presumed police officer, the guy with the badge. Did not mention him in charges. He was just escorted away and they characterized it as an arrest. But will he huh. be punished? It does seem, unless I'm not uh, unless I'm not aware of some sort of DC exemption for law enforcement, even off-duty, to be carrying a gun, or maybe he has a DC carry permit. As far as I know, those are like really hard. It's like a back. unicorn or something. You, you don't have yeah. one of those. I have no idea. Um, I'm sure more will be revealed this upcoming week. Yeah. Or maybe we'll never hear about it again. Who knows? I don't know. Um, Slosher, uh, should we start a rumor that resentful unvaxxed kitchen staff are adding bodily fluids to the food of smug passport carrying patrons? I like it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Knuckle hunky buck. I'm starting to think that we'll see a full on civil war between almost, uh, fought almost entirely between feds posing as both sides, except for like, uh, four guys that got infiltrated by tens of thousands of feds. The, uh, FBI v ATF civil war. I can... I can get behind that one. I just All want right. a lawn chair. I just want a lawn yeah, chair to really. watch that one. Yeah. Robin D. Banks, pure bloods unite against clot blood. <laughs> What's clot the term? Blood propaganda clot. Oh, blood. clot blood. All right. I love this. Uh, apes together strong. Also F Jannies. They do it for free. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm just appreciating clot bloods. That's all. I like that. Yeah. yeah. More, more division is what we need. Uh, slosher. He who controls the pumpkin spice controls the white girls. Frank Herbert, I do <laughs> love me some pumpkin spice. Uh, love every, it. It's that time of year where every damn thing is pumpkin whatever. Oh, yeah, my I, God, I know. I've seen a lot of, um, what was some of the most ridiculous pumpkin stuff we saw? I don't know. Nah, I can't remember. We saw something ridiculous around town that was pumpkin. Fall makes every it? white chick turn into the most basic bitch. Like I, I woke up the other day and I walked outside and I was like, oh, honey, it's sweater weather. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> what is happening right now? You'll take that over this summer, though, man. The smoke and the oh, heat. I'm glad to see terrible. it. Yeah. There's a chill in the air. Poker says uh, your live stream wouldn't come up. I had to search your channel. I just thought you guys didn't have a show tonight until I searched. That happens periodically, probably because of the tar and feather talk. Yeah, Susan is tricky. But if you're ha- if you can't find the show and it seems like we should have one because I'll announce it if we're not going to have one. You can always find it on the website, too. There's a there's a yeah. feed of uh, the latest podcast right there on the homepage. Fang Zane, uh, you've always been a good master to me, boss. I don't like dem publicans. They always lie about that vaccine. <laughs> I know it's safe. Let me get uh, this Nikki boss. Joy Reid, probably. That, yeah. That's a direct quote. Yeah. Direct quote. I am offended. What percent of people who listed their pronouns do you think are vaccinated? They are truly the Borg. 100%. Close correlation, I would say, yeah. Laser 47. Uh, Nikki should remake Super Base as Super Based. For the fight song of the unholy alliance. 
I like it. I got to reload. Do you have some really lean in the more the more Nikki leans into this, the more people she'll win over, I think so. Uh, Yeah. uh, Luke 8995 says moved a thousand miles to Tennessee just to get told that I may get fired for the over the coof poke. But hey, tomorrow I'm going hiking and shooting AKs. Life is good. Vote in your primaries. Well, all the best. And, you know, if you've moved to a more friendly state, sometimes even things that are uh, injustices and unpleasantries, like having to leave a job over any number of bullshit, it turned out to be opportunities. So here's hoping that's the case for you. If uh, you end up on the wrong side of some bullshit in this case. David, see, the only way I can make sense of this is that the border and Afghanistan are part of the plan. Biden's a puppet and we're seeing when unelected bureaucrats run the country. That's true. Afghanistan has a plan. I'm more and more warm to because it's it's hard to explain the botchery with incompetence. It's it's the layers of it are so deep. Uh, Bill Biz, what NGOs were involved in getting Haitians and other Texans and others to Texas in the first place? Yeah. Let's find out that Soros-based We company. love you. You're very special. And thanks for your support of the show. Darren, uh, Nikki and Wheezy, a.k.a. Little Wayne, have always been based. They just hmm. don't talk about it because they love what they do and they love their fans. Wheezy became number one when he dumped on Shannon Sharp during an oh, interview yeah. back in 2015. I remember that. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is a uh, football analyst. He's a former tight end. And he is possibly <laughs> the worst commentator in um in all of sports he did that show or does he still do the show with what's his face on espn oh what's uh what's, what's his name the other guy's terrible but shannon sharp speaks like his tongue is about 10 sizes too big and um if i were to try to imitate it number one it would be bad but number two this stream would be taken down for hate speech so i'm going to well, have to <laughs> you should never imitate anything again unless it's um arnold schwarzenegger falling down a cliff that was which the i'm thing yeah very good at but uh, you've ever done come on can you do i it? don't do it on command come on <gasps> so funny. Duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. stop good job <laughs> es- esoteric unbound. along with his more significant sins that human urinal mint millie Cost me a night's sleep after the Woodward story broke. My anxiety over our military being led by this traitorous Marxist D-bag is hard. Uh, yeah. Sorry about the letter yeah. that I read that very serious message. Yeah, well, I mean, for, it's, it's as a civilian, it's very disheartening. If you're, you know, if you're active or even if you're a vet, you know, it, it, I understand what people with close connections to the military would be especially demoralized about this thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. the whole thing sucks. David Miller said, Ted Bundy used to give ice cream. Bellevue monsters are everywhere. Um, yeah, Ted Bundy, uh, he, he used to stock the shelves at the, my local Safeway when I lived in Upper Queen Anne in Seattle. Uh, really? A lot of people. Huh. And he also stuck his dick in their decapitated heads. <laughs> you learn something every day. That one's new you to me. You didn't know that about I Ted Bundy? I didn't know that, no. Oh, he was a necrophile. He was terrible. Hmm. Fascinating, terrible. Uh, also had a baby in prison. Um, hmm. Robin D. Banks, Trinidad, Chun Li is a reference to Nicki Minaj's song Chun Li, which ah. you should hear. It's appropriate right now. She ends it saying, "Give me the password to the fucking Wi-Fi." See, that makes sense. Obviously, <laughs> okay, you're not dealing with uh, experts on Nicki Minaj's musical career here, and I wouldn't pretend to be. Frankly, I have almost no interest in it. Maybe I'll give it a play or two, given the relevance currently. But you know, based on what I've heard, not my style. Still yeah, appreciate yeah. Uh, the cultural contribution she's making right now david miller i don't know what this means international district years ago 92 golden gardens 80 on 80 i don't know oh is he but talking about ted bundy maybe hmm. 
Must be. Those are all places in Seattle. Uh, thanks, David. Um, Chris Morbikai, Chris Guard Morbikai official. Sup? Haven't caught this live in ages. I started a roofing company and business has gone insane. Wow. Roofing is coof resistant in terms of restrictions. Good. We'll be making more music for you guys soon. Love you, Blonde. You're okay, Matt. Love you too, Chris. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that things are going well if people aren't aware. Chris Guard is uh, the musical talent behind a lot of the music on the stream and on my channel, uh, including the outro songs on my individual video, uh, nice. individual videos, but also the guy who did the legendary Susan Wiki Wiki song. That's Chris Gard. So you could have that fine, talented gentleman roofing your house down under. Only Uh, if he'll sing. Yeah. Jay Dubsky, do you guys really think Montana and Idaho are going to fall to the Reds? I'm from Seattle, but Montana is my escape plan. Are we really just going to get pushed into the least valuable parts of the country? Yeah, it's already happening. The winners here suck ass. (laughs) I, 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 I like the winters here, but, you know, a lot of people don't. Um, yeah, it, the writing's on the wall here. Absolutely. So I, if I was moving for longevity right now, I would say Wyoming, South Dakota. Um, They got a little more time, I think, than Montana and Idaho do. I think we missed the one. The crap by is in North Dakota. Uh, that, that's you, you think you have brutal winters where you are? Go to North Dakota Ooh. and tell me about it. What did I miss? Who I think Long Dong John, did we get him or... There's one about. Uh, I did miss it. Oh. Um, there's a workers' revolt outside Melbourne Construction Union HQ right now. The union leader came out, got yelled and sworn, um, yelled out and called a sellout while having five dollar <laughs> notes thrown at him by union workers. Wow! And one of their windows got smashed. No police presence there yet. I just came back from watching a live stream of it. In the context of mandatory vaccines for construction workers, you hate to see it, don't you? <laughs> I do hate to see it. More submission is yeah. what um, we want. Yeah, as always. Yikes. Um, okay, I read those. Jonathan Prezios, have you actually heard that Soros is actually shutting down a lot of his operations? I wonder if it's because of this book. It was a surprise to the people that work for him as well. But he'll be able to uh, affect change ad infinitum because of how fucking rich he is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I um, That's kind of what I was trying to get at with Matt Palumbo. I don't know much detail on Soros. I know he is just the meme at which people shake their fists when they don't like certain things politically. And I know there's a lot of truth behind that. But as far as his current operations, I don't know much. Right. I bet Matt could answer those questions for you, though. Hade D. Salami. Make no mistake, Minaj is just doing this as a publicity stunt. Honestly, I don't. I don't think so. I think that she's an angry black chick who wants to say whatever she wants and she DGAF. I buy her as, as sincere, you know, yeah. I, I just do. Granted, I I don't know Nicki Minaj well, but I, I guess if I'm being duped by uh, controlled opposition, uh, oh, all right, but I, I buy it as sincere. That feels like some, it's sincere to me. Daniel Davis, Nikki used to go to college classes, even though she wasn't enrolled just to learn. She's quite intelligent. It turns out. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think she's smart and brave. I can't believe I'm saying this, but here we are. <laughs> and stunning. Don't forget that. Motherfucking lyrical genius. Uh, Brian yeah. Scanlon, a big donation. Thank you, sir. Watch In the Shadow of the Moon, uh, a propaganda sci-fi movie follows a woman traveling back in time, killing innocent people to stop a terrorist attack. Hmm. The people unknowingly cause the attack by learning harmful ideas. So killing them is okay. Ideas are enlightenment huh. and founding values. That's interesting. 
sometimes I wonder if we'd be better off if we were more ignorant. This, this universal access to information has clearly been detrimental to our society. Well, thank you for the support. We love you. And, uh, for You're the movie very reference. special. Justice for Poets. Matt, have you seen the movie 28 Days Later? In my opinion, one of the best zombie flicks. I think I have, but it's so long ago that I don't remember much about it at all. So if I did see it, I wasn't paying full attention. I'll tell you that much. David Miller says, yeah, just another psychopath like me in Bellevue. If you're actually killing people, uh, I would say you're going to get caught, but you can uh, pretty much do whatever you want now, and the FBI is never going to. It depends on your politics, though. Yeah, yeah. If you're liberal, (laughs) then then just keep indiscriminately murdering people. Just no minorities. (laughs) Only murder white women, then you'll never get caught. Uh, Don't kill people, David. That's Uh, the official position of the show, Susan. No serial killing. Yeah, we 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 are against that. We are against. To be clear, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why I made that face. Like secretly, I'm for it. Like actually, no serial killing, guys. Yeah, that's not cool. Uh, Brett Stewart, uh, blonde. I moved to Idaho recently from California. How long do you think it will stay red? I already see some concerning things. Matt, congrats on your new fam. Love you guys and the show. Well, well it just depends you. on how much the people are willing to hold their ground. Like I'm seeing a lot of people that are uh, willing to pitch for mob some other people out of town and if we can keep that going i think it'll be fine i think boise totally fucked totally fucked north idaho though i got a good feeling um elatus welcome um maybe a better example of respecting the office and hating the guy as catholics and the pope yeah okay fine i'm hmm. fine with that there's a point uh, of clarification here i just want to highlight uh augie is saying dc permits are shell issue and fairly easy to get that I'm not an expert on DC carry laws. That would shock me if that's the case, but uh, you might be right on that. I have, uh, just point of a fact check that I may need to circle back on. Um, I'll look at that after after the stream. But I, uh, I, I, okay. I, I'm shocked if that's true. You're telling me, well, I don't know. I didn't know that many people are legally carrying in DC. We shall see. I don't know what any of that means. So, um, a shall issue is a standard of permitting concealed carry that if you demonstrate to, usually in the state context, it's the sheriff, whatever the necess- whatever the relevant law enforcement agency is in D.C. If you demonstrate to them that you're not a criminal, essentially, um, they <laughs> they must by law give you a concealed carry permit. Oh, it's not even up to sweet. their discretion; they must. If that if that is the case in D.C., I I'm shocked, but uh, perhaps it is. Interesting. Well, we're good over here. All right, uh, let me refresh, and I think we're about all set. Yeah, we're all set on Tippy Stream. I think we have uh, over on Trovo, Link of the f- the Future. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate that. Uh, Dakota Jim as well. And thank you guys over on uh, DLive tonight as well. Appreciate it. Anything else before we get out of here? I think we're good. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. As always, we appreciate it. If you uh, are looking for more of the show to listen to, we have extra interviews. Uh, We have the call-in show that's available for listening on demand. All of that is over on the audio platforms. You can find that linked in the description. You can find all the audio platforms on the website as well, mattchristensenmedia.com. Other than that, if you want to find um, if you want to find the show, if you want to find our contact info, if you want to read the movie reviews, you want to buy a T-shirt, you want to check out the deals, all on the website as well, MattChristensenMedia.com. We got everything hosted over there. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is 
The Matt and Blonde Show. Thanks for hanging out with us and have a great week.